Just Audrey Lee. Cloudy, cool, a little breezy. Wind gusts up to 15 miles per hour throughout the day today. Uh, tonight, cloudy and cooler. Slight chance for light rain showers, a low of 63. Tomorrow, cloudy with an 80% chance of rain. Periodic, a high of 75. Sunday, sunny and 77. Monday, sunny and 77. Right now, 69 degrees at AM 1230 WJBC. Where should I begin? Can we talk about this? Say, what are you trying to say? Beyond the usual controversial talk. Blah, 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 blah. Over there. No. Prepare yourself okay. for Craig. Okay. Preparing a mighty new spectacle here. Articulate. <laughs> stimulating. Yeah. Hit you right in the... Mm-hmm. There you go. We start becoming a team right now. This is the Craig Collins Show. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, no. On WJBC. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Now your host. He's a good man. Craig Hey there, it's Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. Usually I yell into that music, but today I, I don't yell. Uh, it is obviously 9-11, uh, a day that every single year when it comes up, um, you, you can't avoid thinking about that day. Uh, I, I don't think you, I don't care who you are, where you're from. I know that everybody here, I know that Mark was talking about it a lot uh, throughout the day today, so obviously... It's going to be on your mind. Um, I talk quite a bit <laughs> about being from the East Coast. I brag about being from Jersey. I actually was uh, on a body of water that is just across from New York City growing up. I remember pictures from the beach my childhood home uh, was across the street from of that day. I even remember boats crossing over into New Jersey from New York, bringing people that they couldn't put into hospitals uh, in New York City, into hospitals in the area, New Jersey, in which I was raised. Uh, so it's a, it's a, it's surreal in a lot of ways to remember uh, those moments. And we can do this any way we want, listeners. Eight two nine two three four five. You can call in and give me your memory. Everybody always asks, where were you? What were you doing? I was taking a test. I was in high school, and I was taking a standardized test. And uh, one of the teachers leaned in and whispered, "What happened in my ear?" Um, well, we were taking a test and then eventually that got stopped. You don't, you don't keep taking the PSAT at that time. And you just watch news all day inside of a classroom and try to process what's going on. Um, and depending on where you are, depending on how close you are to it, I guess, uh, you process it with a a certain level of additional disbelief. Um, and actually just talking to Mark as we were crossing over between shows, uh, something that's always very interesting to me is someone who does come from the East Coast and certainly uh, was aware of a lot of the conversations that were taking place in those areas about whether or not there was going to be more attacks. Uh, that's universal. Wherever you lived at the time, when you watched the the uh, the other planes that were getting uh, stolen and the other, you know, hijacked, I guess is the better word for it, the other crashes that were happening at the Pentagon or what have you, um, uh, you start to have conversations about, like, in our area, is there a target, and would this target get hit? Uh, and that's everyone I've met, no matter where you're from, that was part of the conversation in your community, which is sort of surreal to me, uh, but also sort of telling as to how much we were united in, one, the fear of what had happened, and two, a desire to fight back, I think. Caller, what's your name? It is Bill. Go ahead, Bill. 
Yeah, I was coming home from work when that happened, and uh, I vividly remember the stories, the bodies of Americans uh, trying to jump out and save their own lives and uh, killing themselves and killing those peoples. Um, this is a problem with Nazi-Muslim fanaticism. They do not care about human life. They have no compassion, and their souls are dark and evil. This is why we had 9-11. And I do remember, and I resent that against these dark Nazi, Muslim, Saudi Arabians who did this to us. Okay. Uh, I thank you for the call, as always, Bill. You bet. Um, I remember more of a focus on terrorism um, as opposed to uh, the specifics of of where the terrorists came from, I guess. And that's that's not trying to censor or say to Bill how he remembers the events, but I didn't focus as much on where what community they were a part of as to whether or not they were going to continue to attack us and how we were to respond and to stop uh, whatever force it was, Al-Qaeda, uh, that was... I, I mean, it's surreal. It's surreal. Um, and honestly, it's weird in, in 2020, right? Like, when we talk about this normally, uh, not that it's normal conversation, but in other years, maybe it was harder to set your mind back to that year and that experience and just how how unbelievable the day felt. And, and just, it felt like a dream for a lot of them. Like, yeah, I have to wake up a nightmare. I have to go back to regular life the twin towers can't just be gone that makes no sense and yet this year it's different this year as i process 9-11 in the wake of everything that has been 2020 and i laugh because there's no other option um it's it's easier to remember i guess in some ways the devastation of that day and the the rallying afterward toward a a universal belief by all Americans that those responsible needed needed to be found and stopped. And that is, to me, one of the other big memories of, of the event, not necessarily the way in which stuff halted. By the way, like baseball, things didn't happen. Uh, there were days where we just didn't do anything, similar to, I guess, uh, going through quarantine, just obviously for a very different reason. Um, and I even remember The Onion, and I've talked about this before, I think, uh, the Onion is a satirical newspaper. Everything in it is is made up in jokes, and it comes from uh, the Midwest. That's where they, they founded it. And they had a debate. I remember talking to them when I worked at a radio station up in Chicago. They had a debate as to when it was appropriate to make jokes again. That's, that's the staff of one of the, I think, most well-known satirical things that exist currently in our society. And they put out a, a Onion newspaper, uh, I guess is what you'd call it, a a version of their paper a few days after 9-11 because what they said we needed to do was attempt to get back to normalcy, not forget any of the things that the paper, the day that they put it out was almost entirely all about uh, what had happened. Uh, But as they talked about that internally, the staff there uh, decided that there had to be a way to, to go back to normal, to find to not lose to those who, um, attack you by overreacting in the way of just ending any version of the society we're used to uh, for days, weeks, months, what have you. And so there's something really 
motivating and, and some sort of thought behind that as to the way in which we react to anything now. I know 9-11 is a, a utterly unique uh, example to draw from when you talk about how we respond as a society to any challenge uh, that we're given in this country, and certainly COVID-19, certainly the quarantine, all of that has been a a devastating, unique uh, challenge that that we didn't expect and we've been presented with, and the, the desire now is to find a way uh, to get past it, to find a way to get through it. And the idea from The Onion speaks volumes to me, the idea to find a way to continue to exist, to continue to function as a society as, as quickly as possible. And again, I know different examples. There's going to be reasons why people say you can't just go back to everyday life in this situation the way we could uh, then. But if if we do look back at the best ways in which the nation healed from something as devastating as 9-11, it was to universally decide we were stronger than what had happened to our country. And I think we need that. I think that our society, our culture, our our country lacks right now at times, and maybe because of division, maybe because I can have a conversation with someone who feels so passionately about politics that they hate the people that disagree with them. They hate them. This It's surreal to me. I've talked about on the show before how I had a conversation with someone who just sort of casually mentioned to me that if a Trump rally were to come to the area, they'd bring coronavirus to it if they had it. And that that's just the level of hatred that right now exists internally in our own country. And we go back all these years to when um, terrorists hated us so much that they took our lives, that they they killed Americans by hijacking airplanes and and causing devastation in our, in our country. And the request then from our country to us, the American people, was to unite, was to come together, to find places of agreement and find places of, of I don't know, um, that American spirit, uh, to be as corny as possible, I guess, that we so utterly lack now. We are so divided in today's day and age that it becomes impossible for us to have conversations like the ones we all had collectively then, united in any idea. And the football happened last night, and that is somehow polarizing. Somehow, not only the the demonstrations that took place in the field, the fact that it's a thing that exists, there's so many conversations about football. This is, this is football. We look back at 9-11 and we think about what happened then. Those are serious, real issues. The, the debate as to whether or not football should have been a thing last night and whether or not players should have... Uh, put their arms together in, in solidarity with the things going on in our country. That's fit, it pales in comparison to me to what we were talking about those years ago after the events of 9-11. And I just don't get it, man. I don't think I'll ever get why our society right now, in, in light of another very recent challenging time for all of us collectively, no one avoided COVID-19 in this country. And I don't mean that you we all got it. I mean that no one avoided the fallout of closing down economies, of, of quarantine, of all the different things that existed. We lived that collectively, and yet we cannot unite on it. It seems the exact opposite is taking place on almost a daily basis. The division has gotten worse, and we need to learn the lesson we learned years ago after a terrorist attack, multiple terrorist attacks in our country, brought us together. I don't know why we can't do that now. And that's me soapboxing for the day. That's me thinking back to, you know... Being in an area, being from the East Coast, and knowing what it felt like there uh, at a time that, that I could not comprehend. And as we look back on 2020, hopefully 
uh, with hindsight that gets better and better as we go here. I, I hope we, we notice a moment where we as American people put down the, the fighting that we so desperately want to do with each other and found a way to unite together. And I don't, I don't think that comes from a specific president, by the way. Anyone that tells you that it's Joe Biden that's uniting the country or it's Trump that's uniting the country, it's not that. It's us. We're, we are separated from, to an extent, the individual who leads our country. I know that he's the most powerful she, whoever it's going to be. I know that this time it's just guys running. Eventually it'll be a woman. Um, but as we go here, we, I know that that person will, will influence all of us more than any other politician, but it's us. It's the American people that have a choice uh, every single day, every single year, all the time as to how we come together, how we treat each other as Americans and stop treating each other in some ways as the enemy. Uh, quick break, a lot more on AM 1230 WJBC. It's Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. Got about a minute or so until the news, a couple minutes until the news. Uh, a lot of going on in the world. Uh, the NFL started its season just the other night. Uh, the first takeaway, my first takeaway from the football game that happened last night might be a surprise to everybody because it's about the football that was played. That was my first, that was my focus. Uh, I turned the, the game on. I actually didn't see the very open of the game. I turned it on during the first quarter. And I thought it was exceptionally good play from all involved because there was no preseason. There was uh, no real lead-up the way that football players are used to a lead-up. And yet, um, Kansas City looked good. Uh, Patrick Mahomes looked fine. A man, their running back looked very good. A nice, young, talented running back just makes that team scarier. Uh, so I, I thought the football itself was surprisingly, surprisingly similar to what you see any other year uh, because this year I imagine it was much, much harder. I couldn't help but also realize that there's fans in the stands, as I'm sure a lot of you did, and they were socially distant, and hopefully uh, we don't have any stories in the coming weeks about uh, COVID cases coming from that. But that was cool, right? Watching a football game, hearing fans react to things, seeing people put their hands up in the air when touchdowns happened. Uh, there were a lot of great moments in the world of football. I know, of course, also there's conversation about the political statements made uh, I will talk about that, but now it's news time, so that's coming up after this on AM 1230 WJBC. Blake Haas has got your news. ABC Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder now weighing in. Cloudy and cool for the rest of the day today. Tonight, mostly cloudy. A few showers are possible, a low of 62. Uh, tomorrow, rain likely with a few storms at times, a high of 74. Thir uh, Sunday, excuse me, <laughs> where am I going there? Mostly sunny and mild, a high of 77. Right now at AM 1230, WJBC, it is uh, 69 degrees. Ever show on WJBC. Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, I put a hat on every so often on this show, one that I actually was asked to, to wear sometimes uh, for a different radio show I worked on that's actually created kind of close by. Uh, but that doesn't matter. I'm not going to tell you what that is because I think they're kind of technically a competitor. Uh, I was asked to be Catholic Craig every so often when <laughs> weighing in on stories on the radio uh, somewhere else because I am a Catholic. And I saw this story today in the New York Post, and I had to like reread portions of it because... Uh, it's an interesting headline. Pope Francis uh, recently talked about some things that exist in our in our world, and he called them divine pleasures. Uh, they're sent from God. What are these things? Well, one's eating, which, yes, depending on the moment, depending on the food product, can absolutely be that. The other one is, well, intimacy. And, of course, he means 
uh, a very specific kind of intimacy, and he means between a, I assume, married couple. But uh, he said that these things are just divine. They're gifts from God. They're, uh, they're good things. And so the Pope, every so often, man, weighs in on stuff in a way that you don't exactly expect. Uh, but maybe one that, that a lot of us can still kind of say, okay, I see where, see where you're coming from uh, with that, Father, and uh, I, I salute you for throwing it out there. And in the world of 2020, that might be uh, a pretty uh, entertaining thing for us to see. Also, I don't know if you've seen this, and actually I don't know if I'm going to talk about it much other than to throw it up on my Facebook page, which I've done. Uh, there is a reunion between a mom and a kid. Now, granted, these are goats, uh, but it's a video reunion that's gone viral because it's touching. There's There's emotion. You can see it all. I think it's going to wind up being a movie. I can see Homeward Bound 3 uh, be a movie based on this real-life story of a goat, and it's, it's mother goat, two goats, I don't know how to say it, that are, that are united. It's got 120,000 upvotes on Reddit as of uh, 24 hours after it was posted. 2.4 million people have watched this. Man, we need to like feel good. I think that that, especially in a day like today and in a year like this year, I think you just, you're looking for some reason to feel good, happy, to to get the emotions, get the feels in a perfect way. So go to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Craig Collins show, and look at a video that has gone absolutely viral uh, because, you know, it's uh, it's emotional and everybody can connect with the idea of not getting to see family and loved ones. And it's goats that are that are connecting, but it doesn't matter, man. It doesn't matter. Plus, Homeward Bound is a great movie. So it brought me right back there to, to when Shadow... <laughs> I don't even know why I'm referencing this. I have no idea how many people know about this. But when Shadow comes out at the very end of the movie, you know, we think that maybe one of the dogs didn't make it home, but he did, and he's he's running up from the field. And, man, I, I wept. I don't know how old I was when Homeward Bound came out, but I think that was one of the first movies that made me cry. And I don't think I could make it through it now. Uh, you know what? Actually, that's a good question. 829-2345. Uh, do you remember one of the first movies that made you emotional? Uh, one of the first TV shows, whatever it is, song, I don't care. And if it still does it to you, if you still can't make it through, because uh, me, Homeward Bound is definitely one of those answers that I'm, I'm, I don't think I've seen it since I was a child, actually, because within the first few minutes, I'm like, nah, man, I can't, I can't make it. I know how this ends, and I know that I'm going to be touched in a way that maybe I'm, uh, I'm not ready to cry uh, that hard uh, right now. But uh, eight two nine two three four five, if you want to answer that question, I think it's fun. Uh, the NFL. They, they started last night. The Chiefs looked very good. They played the Texans. The Texans chose not to come out of the locker room for the national anthem. And, um, you know, I don't actually have a huge problem with that. I know that, well, look, I this is what I should say first. I like sports as an escape. That is a personal choice. That is something that I, I very much love about my, my following of the Yankees and honestly anything else that I watch in the world of sports. I think it's I was obsessed with Michael Jordan and the Bulls when I was younger. And I think a lot of that just comes from this world of fantasy, of wanting to be one of the people that gets to play a sport as a professional and make millions of dollars doing it, and to escape because usually everything in the world of sports is just about the sport. I mean, ESPN if you would watch that most nights or anything else that's you know 24-7 sports coverage, which there's a bunch of them uh, now, they treat every sports story like it's the same as breaking news in the world outside of sports. And I, I love that about uh, diving deep into those worlds because if you do get deep enough, it, it feels the same. You know, someone having a, a complete game or a perfect uh, game through six, seven innings, that feels tremendously important all of a sudden, to those who care about it. And at the end of the day, I know it's just grown men playing a, a game, playing a game that as kids we all started playing. 
And that's that's why I like it as escape. But I understand that in 2020, it's going to be pretty hard for the human beings that play these sports to turn a complete blind eye to the things going on in our society. I wish there were ways uh, to do a better job of addressing those issues as famous people and not necessarily feeling like you need to do it while going and playing football, baseball, what have you. Uh, but the fact that the Texans decided not to partake the way that they they chose to do it, I, I don't have a problem. That's that's better to me than kneeling during the national anthem because that's so much more uh, uh, difficult for some people to to process. Because even though maybe now more than ever you can understand the the reason for protest, you don't necessarily understand that choice in that moment because of what it feels you're protesting, and and it's not all things that I think people who choose to do that are actually protesting. People are not protesting our military specifically, and yet that becomes a big part of the conversation. So uh, the way in which that happened, I think one player for the Chiefs actually knelt, and a lot of the other players put their arms together and and just banded together. Now, granted, I heard that there was also booing at the game, although there is some debate now as to whether or not the booing was actually about the protesting, about the the moment of solidarity, if that's what you want to call it, and more about the fact that it was in that moment that the Texans chose to take the field uh, after everything was kind of wrapping up. Uh, that's when the opposing team starts to come out of the tunnel, and maybe that's where the booing came from. And it's such a, a small amount of people attending compared to a normal event that I think it's probably harder to, to truly grasp and understand what's, what's entirely going on. But that's been the focus of conversation. All day today, not the 34-20 win, not the the way in which everybody played on the field, but the the moments leading up to it and the choice to to band together, to have the the statements on the back of the helmets, all that stuff, all those things that are being done in the NFL, which actually already NFL players are coming out and saying the league is not really as invested in this issue as people want them to be because the league is is doing all these moments of uh, all these words, I guess, for lack of a better thing, all these statements, and not a lot of action. So action needing to take place is more important to players, at least for the Dolphins and some other places, than the the words that might be exchanged uh, during these games, before these games, after these games. I did see, and Dan Lloyd, friend of the show, uh, kind of producer, uh, unofficial producer of the program, just sent a link to this article about how the uh, initial ratings for the game was down. Um, and I, I did see that as well. And I, I do wonder, as we go, if people voice their opinion by not consuming a product and thus diminishing the value of the product, do things change? Um, even though I think each year we'll see upticks and downticks in ratings, if truly there is a continued effort to have sports be more than sports. And I actually I even saw this take, I think it was on the view today i watched a lot of television leading up to the show today uh where there was mention of how sports has always been political muhammad ali is a name that's that's thrown out there um i think that's a very poor (laughs) uh, it's true for muhammad ali absolutely but i think it's a very poor position to take because sports happens every day uh a lot of days there's at least one professional league usually playing uh every day of the year and there's not all that often players to the or athletes to the scale of a Muhammad Ali taking political positions and having conversations well beyond their sport on a daily basis. Colin Kaepernick, certainly another example of someone who used his platform to create conversation as opposed to 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 play a sport. Um, But 
I don't think that sports is inherently political. I think that that's a a terrible take that I saw, and I'm pretty sure uh, which host said it on The View, but it's just not accurate because it's definitely someone, and I think a lot of them admitted to not being huge uh, uh, sports fans, which is interesting, uh, but someone who's separated from it, who only gets the the headline stories in the world of sports when they transcend the world of sports. But like I said, pop on any of those television stations that, that every day cover this ad nauseum, and you don't see political statement after political statement covered. You see, uh, you know, action, game action, play, those kind of things. So I, I think that we will see as we go here how the league, how all the leagues respond to what might be diminishing uh, products in light of positions being taken on things other than the, the sports themselves. Caller, what's your name? Yeah, this is Bill again. Uh, uh, Craig, these football players have messed in their own pot. And the problem is they thought it would be cool to go political and ruin sports. Well, if you ruined their own Ten million, you know, a few years ago. Now he's only going to make uh, eighty thousand or one hundred fifty thousand, and we're all for that because since they made sports political instead of a great way for people to unite, I don't care what these football players make. I don't care what they think, and I don't care about their teams. I'm not going to give them a dime. I'm not going to support them. They wanted to turn it into a left wing political baloney. I'm not going to support them, Craig. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I think that I think that there will be people. Uh, obviously, this rating story might indicate that some already doing it that will feel the same as you. So fair enough for voicing those concerns on the show. Yeah, and I'm glad. You know what, Craig? All they do is move a ball up and down a field. You know what? <laughs> Big deal. I can train monkeys to do that, Craig. You know what? They think they're so important. They're not. They did their own thing. They lost out. The American people do not care about them anymore. I, so well, watch, them cry. I'll, watch them cry now. Watch I'll, them cry. Fair enough. I, I'll pump the brakes on that a bit, but thank you for the call, uh, Bill. You bet. Um, I still care about sports, and I, I won't not. And I'm not saying that that's something you have to do or, or anyone else has to do, uh, but it was a point I was going to make a, a little bit later on as chatting about this, and, and I'll make it now because Bill called in about it. I do separate out any politics that I disagree with and certainly don't mind any politics or positions that I agree with uh, being taken by the athletes that watch, uh, that uh, perform in the things that I watch, but I I still am going to watch. As a Yankee fan, I I don't care. I I truly don't care what maybe positions are taken politically. I don't want anyone to be a bad person. I I would care if someone committed a crime and then tried to go out there and, and play a sport. I would not cheer for a player on a team I loved if they were a criminal but other than that, I, I think I'm going to be okay with uh, still caring about the world of sports because it, it does, it still provides escape um, if you wait till after maybe any sort of statements happen and you just watch the game. But I do think a lot of people might stop buying merchandise. They might stop watching, I guess, in light of the fact that the ratings are down for the, the season opener for the NFL. And we'll see. We'll see how the leagues respond, how the players themselves respond to a, a world that maybe, and I'm not sure that we're, we're certain that this is happening yet, uh, but we will be as we go, but maybe rejects a desire for that world to blend together, for the world of uh, politics, society, you know, uh, any sort of valuable or less valuable statements that, that individuals want to make, and then playing games at a professional level. I'll still watch. I, I can't not 
and that's just who I am as a person. Uh, but I won't judge you if you make a different decision, and we'll see how the leagues respond. Caller, what's your name? Hello? Caller? Hello? Yep. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, are you on the air? I am on the air. Do you want to be on the air, or do you want to be off the air? No, I want to be on the air. This is Tom, Mr. Good Look, and I just got one thing to say about a movie that when I was young that I saw that really rocked my boat was Hello, Mrs. Robinson. Hello, Mrs. Robinson. (laughs) Why? Do you want to tell us why, Mr. Good Looking? No. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for the call. I I plead the fifth. Fair enough. Thank you so much for the call, man. Bye-bye. That is Tom uh, going back to a topic I mentioned earlier that might have been a much lighter thing in the world of sports asking you i said things that might have emotionally moved you i get the sense that tom was not emotionally be moved by hello mrs robinson but that's just that's just me by the way that's a great song for anyone that wants to uh pull up a simon and garfunkel song and enjoy hello mrs robinson or i think it's just called mrs robinson is a good one the movie's good too <laughs> i think i understand why tom liked it so much quick break a lot more on am twelve thirty wjbc it's Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. Got a lot going on. Are you going to go against Dallas this Sunday night? FanDuel Paradise Sportsbook is giving you the chance to get an even bigger win when you bet on the L.A.-Dallas game. Uh, for every 5,000 fans who bet L.A. to cover the spread, FanDuel Paradise Sportsbook will move the line one point in L.A.'s favor. That's a good thing. As long as enough fans keep betting, the line will just keep inching that direction. And best of all, FanDuel will pay you out at whatever the line lands on by kickoff so you don't have to wait to get in on the action. Even if the line moves after you place the bet, you get the best possible return on that investment. Uh, This is a no-brainer, honestly, and there's a few of those for FanDuel. I like the fact that there's so many different ways in which this app lets you maybe dabble in the world of of sports betting just a bit and also give you a lot of securities. I'll continue to mention one of my favorites is the seventh inning insurance. If your team is winning in the seventh inning uh, and then winds up losing the game, there's a lot of ways in which you can get your money back and not get as penalized as with any other place that does this sort of thing. So please, uh, if you want to check this out, I think now's a really good time. If you already have the FanDuel Paradise Sportsbook account, uh, just look at the spread the love market to place your bet. And if you don't, if you're still a holdout to download this kind of thing, Download the FanDuel Paradise Sportsbook app on your phone. No need to be in person when you create that account. You can do that remotely uh, right now for just a limited time. Uh, Download that and be sure to sign up with the promo code CRAIG, C-R-A-I-G, because it makes me look good, one and two. Uh, It helps you get access to a bunch of the different promotions that are going on. That promo code is CRAIG, C-R-A-I-G, 21 and older, and you have to be present in Illinois at the time that you're utilizing the app. You must wager in designated crowdfunding markets. Max wager is 50 bucks. Payout at um, 110. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Time for more Craig Collins-style news on WJBC. You want one of the least surprising headlines of 2020 for you right now? You ready for it? Baby name Karen has fallen in popularity in the United States in the recent uh, last couple years, this is according to the Social Security Administration. I can't think of a reason why. I can't think of a reason why right now. Yes, I can. Uh, Karen is a name that's used to deride uh, anyone who uh, seems to be doing things for reasons that make no sense to the Internet. Uh, and usually it's white women who are um, accused of being racist. And a lot of them probably are behaving in a way that, that seems to back up uh, that accusation. Uh, but fan favorites like Olivia, Emma, Ava, Sophie, and uh, Isabel are doing great. Uh, Karen doing exceptionally poorly 
uh, right now. Karen continued to tumble. It used to be a fairly popular name. Certainly, I can remember a lot of people. I know a bunch of people with the name. Uh, now it's the 637th most popular name for girls. Uh, that Well, excuse me, no, that was in 2018. It went to 660 in 2019. And, uh, yeah, it just continues to fall. That is not necessarily surprising. How bad would it feel if you're a Karen? And I mean that honestly, and I know I think we even work with some. Um, you know, that's it's not your fault that that's your name. And the name, I think there was a tiny amount of time, too, when Craig was a name on social media about something else. And I think it was more uh, for people internationally than here in the United States. So that's good because Craig was being made fun of as a dummy. Uh, but I, I would hate that. I, I would not name my kid after. But you don't know, by the way, too. I mean, if you have a Karen now that's between, I don't know, 10 and like any age, I guess, older than that. Uh, you have five, even. You had zero reason to think that everyone was going to turn on people with that name, uh, and yet it happened. And so maybe maybe we need to make up names that don't exist, like uh, most millennials do when they name kids anyway, in order to have these viral comment things. So we're not just attacking a whole bunch of people with a name uh, that don't understand why they're in trouble now. Uh, could you even imagine like introducing yourself as a Karen right now? I think that some people would react, which is very sad uh, and also a little funny, I guess. I'm laughing just a bit. All right, one more break. Uh, a little bit more coming up after the break. we got news coming up as well. A lot of Craig Collins show, though. This is only the first of four hours of me on your radio. So a uh, quick break and a lot more in just a bit. AM 1230 WJBC. Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder. Rest of today, cloudy and cool conditions. Tonight, mostly cloudy. A few showers possible late, low of 62. Tomorrow, rain likely throughout the day. A few storms at times as well, a high of 74. Then the rain should move out Sunday. Sunday, we'll see mostly sunny skies and a high of 77. Right now, 72 degrees. More news at the bottom of the hour or as it happens. I'm Neil Doyle on the voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. Your water cooler discussions just got better. More Craig Collins Show on WJBC. It's Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. Happy to be here with you. Uh, Neil Doyle now joining the show. Did you watch football last night, Neil? Oh, yeah. What'd you think? I was happy he was back. I had one fantasy player in action. Okay. Uh, did okay. Could have used it to touchdown. It was one of the Texans wide receivers, Will Fuller. Gotcha. Uh, but, yeah, no, I watched. I mean, I was obviously happy NFL was back. If I didn't have – I probably – if I didn't have a fantasy interest in it for my fantasy football team, I probably would have only watched the first half. But Do you wish that you had the Chiefs running back uh, last night? <laughs> uh, yeah, Hilaire. He, he was a high uh, draft pick in most fantasy drafts this yeah. year, rookie. Yeah, he uh, he played pretty well. He, he, he looked exceptional. He could have had another score late. They got the ball all the way I down know. there. And then I was hoping they were going to score and give the Texans one more shot to maybe get my guy a touchdown. But, <laughs> but no, I, I, was, uh, I was happy football was playing, uh, Were so. you surprised at how good it was uh, since there was not a lot of uh, preseason football or anything like that? Were you surprised how well uh, the offense specifically played because usually early on in the season the defenses are are playing better than offenses offenses are still kind of figuring out the rhythm uh Patrick Mahomes didn't seem to struggle no I mean I I didn't think he was going to after the season he just came off of uh, I mean I was more impressed in the first half with how clean it was I mean I think there was only two or three penalties in yeah. the first half so pretty clean game and I think you thought maybe you'd see some uh, more penalties on the on the field mm-hmm. and uh, maybe some I mean we, we saw an interception I think in the second half from Watson but yeah. really no crazy turnovers nobody fumbling the ball so I, I mean overall pretty clean game I mean I, the Chiefs kind of 
pulled away there at the end of the first half, scored again coming out of the second half. But How weird was it to see fans in the stands? Very weird. Right? I mean, it's, it shouldn't be, but yet in the year in which we're living and the fact that I've watched so much baseball and I get cardboard cutouts or nothing, uh, to see actual fans clapping and, and reacting, that was, that was interesting. And then even all the, the shots when you could see a, a few of the, I guess, uh, uh, rows and how socially distant maybe they were all trying to be is very intriguing. I don't know if it'll be successful. I'm worried it won't be, but well, if it is, it'll be cool. And I heard you talking about that earlier. I mean, I wonder, do you think if it is successful, do you think any other teams? Because I think it's only Kansas City and Jacksonville. I could be wrong, but I think those are the only two teams that are going to allow fans at games at least to start the absolutely. season. Absolutely. Uh, to answer your question, absolutely. Yeah. I think that if we get three, four games into this thing and we don't have any outbreaks in the uh, areas in which from fans or anybody, if there's no news about outbreaks of COVID-19, uh, I think baseball figures out a way to put fans in the stands for the playoffs. I think that a lot of uh, response, but then it's just one story, just like with the MLB season, when it gets going and then you all of a sudden have an outbreak here and then the Cardinals have one, uh, it, it changes your thought process substantially and quickly. So we are one story like that away from, from that not being the case. But if we avoid them, I, every team will want to utilize that. One, because it does make it, I think, for the team feel more like you're actually playing a professional sport to have supporters, to have fans in the stand. I imagine that it's not just the revenue of it but a desire for all involved to figure out a way to get people in to see these games. Well, and I know, what was it, 16,000 they let in last night? Yeah. And I'm, you know, however less capacity. That, I mean, that's one of, Kansas City, that Arrowhead Stadium, is one of the most ruckus, they say, every year. It's one of the toughest places to play. Mm -hmm. But even with those 16,000 fans in there last night, I mean, on some of those big third down plays, it definitely, I think, made a difference. Yeah, abs absolutely. And I think that, like I said, it won't just be football. I think baseball will be watching intently to see how and maybe even get uh, an idea of, of what they're doing specifically uh, protocol-wise to make sure that it's it's staying as safe as possible. Um, but I can't imagine. I think that actually the owners of the Yankees months ago said they'd love to see a way to get fans into the stands. And even in places like New York, and I know that all places are different as far as where they're at uh, in COVID-19, New York's reopening restaurants right now. New York's doing a lot of, you know, coming out of it kind of activities. So I can see this happening all over the place. I am just worried, though, man, because, like, it's, just, it's one story, one outbreak of, of illness, and then we're going to do so much awkward, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking of that situation and how inappropriate it was to have fans at all because that's all it takes is one moment, one team uh, to, to come down ill and maybe blame it on a fan and that all the fun of 2020 comes right back. Well, and I hope I hope we can progress and nothing happens. And right, more yeah. teams are able to let some type of limited capacity number mm -hmm. of fans in. But, you know, if one of these Kansas City fans tests positive, as long as none of the players test positive. Because, yeah. if they, you know, if you get two or three fans that test positive, it's okay, we can't do fans. As long as we don't have teams that have an outbreak amongst the players and then we have to, you know, postpone games right. or can't then I get then that. that's an issue. If, if right. it's just some fans, okay, sorry, you know, we gave it a chance. It didn't I'm work sure, out. I'm sure there's still going to be some backlash, but just as long as we we have football from every team every Sunday, <laughs> Thursday, Monday, we'll be good to go. Now, I actually also have to selfishly ask you about college football because that is that is something we're going to have some of and uh, I don't know how disappointed you are in the teams that aren't going to be playing or happy to have college football in any format. 
Uh, how do you feel as we get closer and closer to seeing actual college football happen? I mean, I've told you before, I'm a Purdue guy, but Purdue football not been very good the last 10, 15, really 20 years, to be honest. But <laughs> I, I'm, I, I would say a little disappointed because when I do watch college football, I mean, I'll watch anything, but I, I like watching Big Ten because that's what Purdue's in. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, the Big Ten's not playing, and uh, so that will be a little different. But I'm excited that there is going to be some college football. I know your Notre Dame is in action tomorrow. They are. So, so They yeah, play I mean, Duke. I, I think some form of college football is good. I mean, for me personally, yeah. yes, I would prefer if the Big Ten was playing, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll still watch whatever. By the way, I'm getting a bunch of messages immediately to my Facebook. Like, college football happened. They were in week two. Week one yeah. happened last week. Ah, Notre Dame didn't start playing yet, guys. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of the uh, lower tier maybe hey, levels that, week, week that one. That week one. Yeah. You know, I don't think anybody was waiting for Central Arkansas <laughs> to take the field. Like, I don't think that, that made you feel like regular football was back. Memphis, uh, I guess, could be one of the Navy played BYU. Yeah. Uh, but no, we're, we're getting real college football now, in my opinion, although we did just have uh, Miami, Florida did play. Uh, but no, Notre Dame plays tomorrow, as you said. I'm very excited. They play Duke. Um, it'll be interesting because college is a national story right now because of all the students getting uh, COVID-19, not just here in our own community. For anyone that thinks that like ISU or, or any of the colleges in our area are the only ones struggling with students that are, that are testing positive for COVID-19, that's not at all accurate. This is a national story for sure. It'll be interesting to see college athletes playing. For, it was actually... There was some about last night and seeing tackle football that, like, the back of my brain's like, this shouldn't be happening. But yet I'm so happy it was because it's the antithesis of social distancing via sport. And so when I watch college athletes do it, uh, which, again, I haven't watched yet, but I will tomorrow, it'll, there will be a few things going off in the back of the brain. Like, I'm glad this is here, but it does feel odd to see it right now. And I wasn't sure. I mean, we've seen some of the baseball players in MLB that – will wear the you know face covering or face masks throughout uh-huh. the game while they're playing and I was curious to see if there would be any of the football guys I mean there was guys with the shields on Andy but it's like I right well there was that shield but I mean even the players with the face mask shield but it yes. doesn't really it doesn't cover the whole face mask so you still have your mouth area exposed yeah I didn't I didn't see any of the players with any type of masking or and I, that's not they don't have to wear it, but no, I was I know. just curious to see if there would be any it's, I, I love that you made that comment because my wife, uh, last night, every time she walked in the room, because she was like going in and out of football, she couldn't totally handle it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every time she looked at it, she's like, why aren't they wearing masks? And she started to tell me how she designed one, how she'd cut up some fabric and make them. for the. I'm like, I don't know. If I were playing tackle football, I don't think I'm convinced anymore that a mask is preventative. Yeah. I, at, in that moment, because the amount of things that are going to be falling on the mask, I, I don't think... You know, it's one thing for us to go to a grocery store, wear those while we're breathing. It's a very different thing for guys to be sweating and and coughing and all the things you're doing and tackling each other and assuming that that piece of fabric or whatever fancy thing they put into the mask is as effective as as what we do when we go grocery shopping. And I remember this, I don't know when this was, but they were like going to try to develop some helmet that had some type of shield protection to to try to have the covering, but obviously that fell through. Look, we just do bubbles. I mean, if you really want to do it the way that, that you feel safe about it, bubble every single player individually. Don't bubble the sport by putting it in a specific city. Wear like sumo bubble suits and then play football that way. Otherwise, it's impossible. I really do think that you can't find the technology... Uh, I don't think that doctors would feel safe in whatever PPE they're wearing playing a pickup, like, uh, tackle football game. I think that that's probably a, a questionable activity uh, in that. So hopefully no one gets sick, and it's just like the NBA, and we see, uh, ex- like, zero illness whatsoever. Because the NBA also, 
for all the things, all the conversations we're having about politics and sports, and the NBA's certainly been at the forefront of that, they are a leader in the world of keeping players happy, keeping players healthy, and even having families now attending with the, the teams. Like, that's been surreal to see how effective they've been at protecting the league. Oh, it's yeah. I mean, it's been very impressive. Right. I just, I just again, I just wonder, you know, a league like the NFL with how many players and personnel they have, would, yeah. would they be able to bubble? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, well, no, and actually, as you point that out, too, that was, uh, that was a comment I kept making to Betty is the sidelines are so unique in that sport compared to anything else because you see just so many people yeah. standing there that you're like, all right, but hey, none of this is to scare us, by the way. None of this is because I think that there's going to be an outbreak. I very much hope for the opposite because, as you said, Neil, tremendous to see football and going to be even better tomorrow when the Irish take the field and just destroy Duke. They're just going to ruin Duke as a football team. This is the year, man. Notre Dame could win it all. What are they, number 10 coming into the yes, year, yeah, they're always in ranking? Well, and honestly, that makes everyone that hates Notre Dame so mad because <laughs> if they end up unranked or in the, the bottom half of the rankings, it'll be another year, Notre Dame, too much attention, not any talent, but I don't care. I think they're going to win it all, and I'm going to credit it as a real season. I think it might be an easy game for them tomorrow. I think, I think yes. <laughs> well, I hope it is. Actually, that's a great point, Neil. If they struggle tomorrow, I'm never mentioning my Irish fandom again on the show. <laughs> Quick break, a lot more at AM 1230. It's Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. Go against Dallas on Sunday. That sounds like fun to anybody that doesn't like the Cowboys football team. Uh, uh, FanDuel Paradise Sports app is giving you a chance to get even bigger win when you bet on the L.A.-Dallas game. For every 5,000 fans who bet on L.A. to cover the spread, FanDuel Paradise Sportsbook will put one line point in favor of L.A. They'll just keep scooching that, that line a little bit over. Uh, as long as fans keep betting, the line will keep moving. And best of all, FanDuel will pay out on whatever the line lands on before kickoff. So you don't have to wait to get in on the action and get the best deal. I love this aspect of, of FanDuel. They're trying to find ways to make betting as favorable to us as possible, which seems counterintuitive. But FanDuel is is down to, to help out and to make it easy for you and to get you your money very quickly. If you do wind up winning uh, with all the ways they help you win and then you try to withdraw those funds like I did, you get it within 24 hours, which is pretty cool. Uh, you should really try it out if you haven't before. Uh, if you've already have the FanDuel Paradise Sportsbook account, though, and you have the app, just look for the Spread the Love market to place that bet. And if you've been a holdout, uh, there is a chance to start betting on FanDuel Paradise Sportsbook with those incredible odds. Just download the app and be sure to add Craig when you sign up. That's the promo code Craig, C-R-A-I-G, so that people behind me think that I'm doing a good job. Uh, FanDuel Paradise Sportsbook app and the promo code Craig. 21 and older, you must be present in Illinois when you play. Must wager in designated crowdfunding markets. Max wager is 50 bucks. Payout at negative uh, 110. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, FanDuel. I think I'm going to have to get them on the show, too, because I need. I think they can give us some tips every so often on where those wagers should go. And obviously, they're making it as friendly as possible. Uh, by the way, before the news, which is coming up in just a bit, I found this tremendously funny, and I don't know if I should laugh at these kind of things, but in a year like this, you kind of want to. Uh, a pitcher got injured putting on his pants. I'm not sure if we've all heard this story yet. The pitcher used to be a, a New York Met, which means that I guess uh, the Mets curse that definitely exists, and a lot of my family who are fans of the Mets, guess what? They're a terrible baseball team, terrible organization. Uh, they hurt their players even years after they leave the team. Uh, this guy played for the Mets for seven seasons, though, and I'm pretty sure that that's that's the whole reason for the problem. But you can't, you can't injure yourself putting your pants on 
and uh, feel like it's going to go okay when you announce that to the press. There was a lot of a lot of reactions on social media too. I would have lied. I don't think I ever would have told the truth. You don't have to. If a tree falls in the forest, you don't have to. You know, maybe make sure uh, to admit the fact that that happened. If you're alone, you hurt yourself putting on your pants. Make something up when you tell everybody about it. That's my idea. I'll give you all the details after this and who the player was. Right now, news time, AM 1230 with Neil Doyle. Chief meteorologist Brian Walder. A weather for the rest of the day will be just like the last couple of days, cloudy and cool. And we'll stay mostly cloudy overnight tonight. Wake-up temperatures tomorrow morning will be falling back into the low 60s. Might see a couple showers moving in late tonight. Then expect a better rain chance tomorrow as the front moves through. Showers likely, even a couple embedded thunderstorms at times. High temperatures tomorrow generally be in the mid-70s and a couple degrees higher on Sunday as we finally get some sunshine back in the forecast. We'll be again in the upper 70s as we wrap up the weekend and stay there early next week as well. Upper 70s likely to continue into Monday and Tuesday with mostly sunny skies. Might be a touch warmer by the middle and the end of next week with high temperatures close to 80 degrees. From Heart of Illinois, ABC, I'm Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder. And that is your AM 1230 WJBC forecast. Thanks, Brian. Right now, 72 degrees. More news at the top of the hour or as it happens. I'm Neil Doyle on the Voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. He's the biggest Yankee fan in the Midwest. Back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. Craig Collins Show. AM 1230 WJBC, the Yankees are winning a baseball game right now. I don't know why I just updated you on that, because you probably don't care, except that Orion just mentioned that I am a huge Yankee fan, so why not go ahead and tell you that my watch is watching the game at all times, and it's great. Uh, So a player got injured putting their pants on. Let me ask Neil Doyle again. If this were you, you lie, right? Uh, I don't think you should bring it up. Okay. I hurt myself. I hurt my hand. My nail on my pitching hand has been injured. How did that happen, Zach? Uh, I don't know. It must have been when I was, like, anything. Anything's better than the truth. Zach Wheeler is the player. He plays for the Phillies. Used to play for the Mets for a while. Hurt himself putting his pants on, and that's out there in the world. The right-hander has had a spectacular first season in Philly going 4-0 with a 247 ERA, 36 strikeouts, nine walks. He's thrown fewer than five and two-thirds innings uh, in none of his his eight starts. Um, you lie, man. I, I, this is easy. This was an, If you have anybody on Team Zach Wheeler, you got... A promotions person, an agent, any human being, they're like, uh, just make some anything else up, you know? Well, that's, I'm wondering, like, you would think the team figures out he gets injured before he goes to the media or talks to the media, right. but I wonder if, I don't know, I wonder if he just never, or the t- maybe the team never said anything to him, like, oh, well, I'm injured, I did this, and they're like, all right, great, well, you're not going to pitch tomorrow now. Uh-huh. He's, he's supposed to pitch tomorrow. Yes, he is. And then, you know, does he talk to the media and goes, oh, well, yeah, I was trying to put my pants on and it uh, didn't go. Well. <laughs> I'm like, I, you would think that, I mean, you would, th- because you'd think if he talks to, right, anybody on the team, I mean, even the manager, Girardi, right. don't you think he's like, all right, well, maybe you say like you close your finger in the door. Or, Joe you know, Girardi just, worked. Just, I don't get it. He worked in New York for a long time uh, as the manager of the Yankees. He knows all about how media is. And you, you'll never live this down. Zach will never live this moment down. Maybe he doesn't care. Maybe if you're, you know, successful, rich, uh, famous athlete, worth a lot of money, you're like, that's fine. Make fun of me for not knowing how to put my pants on <laughs> for the rest of my life. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't have admitted that. I, I would think that it, it adds no value in the uh, diagnosis of the injury, so you can just kind of leave it out. Uh, although maybe there's some contracts that are kind of crazy. They say you can't do things like play basketball 
Uh, actually, Aaron Boone, who's now the manager of the Yankees, once lost his spot on that Yankee team as a player because he broke a contract rule he shouldn't have and got injured. Uh, so maybe for that reason, he's got to disclose how he gets injured. And still, still, and I, I don't know. I mean, this is a sillier thing, but I would never have admitted this to anyone ever. I would have left that for just me for the rest of my life. Maybe at the very end, you know, like your retired, famous uh, Hall of Fame player, if that's Zach's future. And maybe then you go, remember that game I missed that one time? Yeah, I hurt myself putting my pants on. I, was it, you know, I, I wonder how detailed that was. it just like a normal pair of pants? Or was it like, this, was this before, <laughs> you know, during the game last night? Was he putting his uniform right. on? Was it his uniform pants? Like, I wonder. See, these are great questions. I, I, I don't know. They did not go into additional detail. Which, by the way, that is just bad reporting. If we had Neil Doyle on the scene, <laughs> so many more questions would have spewed out of his mouth. Sorry, we need more details. Is this a regular pair of jeans? Did you get these? Like, what are we doing here? Uh, but yeah, injured, not going to play, uh, having a great season. Used to be a New York Met, so I will say that's the reason that he got injured, trying to put his pants on. And baseball is a weird sport. Every year, it seems, or every other year, at least one player gets injured in a strange way. You know, it's, it's different than, I don't think, maybe they're just more honest than other athletes, and maybe other athletes also get injured in these ways, but it seems like baseball players uniquely find ways to hurt themselves and not play in baseball games that are, you know, often as funny as this one. I just wonder, I mean, you, you would think you don't have many people getting hurt putting their pants on, but you would probably <laughs> be surprised. There's probably a lot of everyday Americans that I wonder how many a day injure themselves putting their pants on, but then because these guys are baseball players in the media, we just we get to hear about this one. Look, I know you didn't really mean that as a joke, and I know I abruptly laughed there, I but mean, this, this sentence you threw out there, I guess you don't, not many people, but maybe it happens all the time. I've never injured myself putting pants on. It's I, not, I've been immune so far. Yeah, I can't say I have either. Okay, but, all right. That's, yeah. Well, it's two of us. Uh, eight two nine two three four five. If you want to get in this trust tree and tell us you have hurt yourself putting your pants on, I would love to know how that happened. And maybe, I don't know, maybe it did. I mean, I, I get it, uh, depending on, uh, anyway, let's just move on. <laughs> I, I don't want to try to validate it because, come on, man. He's a Met. He got hurt. Put his pants on. I saw this story on social media uh, about what we miss most about the movie theater and if people are, are going. Uh, a lot of the country, it sounds, from the reactions on posts like this or just any sort of uh, poll, they're, they're not going. Not, not a lot uh, of people. But I, I don't know. I, I think if you can try to find a way to make it as safe as possible and you have interest in it and the uh, movie theaters, certainly the ones here locally, desperately need uh, to stay afloat via revenue that maybe you can say, I don't I don't think I'd go. Are you going to hit a movie theater anytime soon, Neil Doyle? No. Okay. Uh, they ask, what are the things we most miss? Uh, some people said the number one thing you most miss is snagging the perfect seat right in the middle of, like, you know, the whole theater, center aisle, that kind of thing. Uh, I don't necessarily miss that as much. Number two is a concession stand, and it's weird because, like, the price gouging that exists in the movie theater has always been a negative and yet I always hit the concession stand, so I missed that. I definitely missed that. My wife, uh, before I came here today, uh, said that we should watch a movie tonight. It's Friday. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. We'll make popcorn. We'll do that whole thing. But it's just not the same. No. You just can't make it. All right. Yeah, okay. Uh, number three, people judge or missed the reaction to a film and judging the film by how the crowd uh, reacts in the moment, maybe even the whispering of certain things, maybe even trailers. Those are all things that are missed. Uh, and depending on what movie you go to and when, absolutely I agree that the crowd atmosphere, uh, certainly opening night of some things, is, is a thing that I want back. The lack of distractions uh, apparently is number four on the list of things we miss about a movie theater because at home there's always going to be one. And number five, obviously, the huge screen and the ridiculously awesome sound. Caller, what's your name? Uh, Steve, hey, uh, you, if, you don't, if, if you think you know the prices are high in the movie theaters, take some popcorn with you. 
<laughs> I've smuggled in, I don't know if I should admit this on the air, I've smuggled in a, a Dollar Tree candy item before. I've never tried to smuggle in popcorn. You've, you've done that at the movie theater? Oh, yeah, it's been years ago in the winter. I had to put my big heavy coat on. I, I now and... understand that you're saying it's been years ago. I get it. Uh, you don't want us oh. to look any deeper into that. Sure, Steve, you did this years well, I, ago. I, I tell you, I haven't been to a movie since in 30 years. Oh, really? I, I don't know. Yeah. Does it does it taste the same if it's cold and been smuggled in somehow? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I, it don't bother me. I, okay. you know, I like popcorn, yeah. but... I like, I like the, the warm popcorn, the all that stuff, all the things you get, the stereotypical movie theater popcorn. Uh, but, yeah, yeah man, it, I like that idea. It, it don't matter either way or me. But, Fair uh, enough. Well, cool. Uh, but I just, I just, uh, it's been long enough, you know, statues of limitations that ran out. Yeah, yeah, and, you're fine. Uh, yeah, no one's going to hunt you down. Uh, thank you for the call. No, I, have, buddy. I, have, I haven't been to a movie in 30 years. Right, uh, right. That's what we're all going to tell the cops. Don't worry. Thank you for the call, buddy. Uh, okay, you tell them. Send them on over. I'll be here. <laughs> All right. Uh, caller, what's your name? Uh, it's David. David, what do you want to say? Well, I, I think you're missing an opportunity on the pants story. I mean, don't <laughs> most local news operations do kind of the natural pants safety follow-up? You know, <laughs> like one one leg or two legs, you know, yeah. zipper versus button fly. Yeah, you're absolutely right. versus long. I mean, you know, there's a way to localize this and, and kind of, so, I, I mean, Neil, I think you need to get on this, you know, really, in, at least in the next hour. Yeah, no, thank you, David, very much for the call. You're right to point that out. Uh, I, I very much thank you for calling in, man. Yeah, you know, OSF, I'm sure they've got a top ten list you can, you know, use right away. Probably even an expert we should probably jump on at some point with. Uh, but thank you again for this very sincere version of the call. About. Yeah, perfect. You got it. Uh, I love that idea because he's absolutely right. So many news organizations will dive on a story like that and throughout the, like, breaking news – safe tips for putting your pants on uh, my favorite one always forever for things that we do every year and i'm not trying to to you know call you out specifically neil or our station out every news organization over all throughout the country does this like the winter tips how to stay safe from cold in the winter oh yeah if you don't know that at a certain point in your life as an adult like if you have made it i don't know i think maybe multiple years i don't think it has to be a whole lot like say 10 years of life if you don't know to put on warm clothing to go outside in the winter, I'm not sure we can help you at, at news organizations like ours because that's, that should be right. Or am I wrong about this, Mr. Newsman? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I hear where you're coming from. Okay, it should be a think, fairly innate thing we do. Like, oh, it's cold outside. I should put additional things on my body to stay warm. Well, and maybe it's just used as a reminder. Also could be used as maybe when it's a... Slower news day. You throw right. Out, you throw out things, yeah, the things that you need to remember to do in certain situations. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, since it is now a, a uh, issue that's sweeping the nation and certainly one that we need to protect you about, the tips for how to put your pants on from lifehacker.com do exist. Uh, you start out without pants on. That's usually a good way to start. If you start with pants on, it's going to be more troublesome to put a second pair on. So this is that's tip number one. Uh, they also do recommend you're wearing the appropriate things under pants and not nothing, but that that's their recommendation from Lifehacker. Number two, you hold the pants from the tops. I don't know if this is how you do it, Neil. Jump in if you have other tips. You unbutton and unzip any of the layers that would be closing the pants on your body because it's going to be more difficult to get them on if those things are closed. You then sweep them over one leg, and you can go either direction. Most people put pants on one leg at a time. Uh, and then the other leg, slip, slip it in there. 
get the pants up to the waist area where they're appropriately supposed to go, then and only then button and zip them and keep them on your body. And if need be, if you realize that the pant size is not necessarily accurate to your current body, maybe throw something called a belt into the equation and put that around the waist to keep the pants up. I have just saved lives in 2020, I think. Uh, I mean, I would say that's a pretty straightforward and probably the <laughs> most common way for uh, okay. for people to put the pants on. By the way, yeah. I did kind of miss a, a direction there. When you're putting the pants on one leg at a time, step forward into the pant product. Mm, yes. Don't try to step backward. That's going to be more challenging. Or try to stay in the same place. That might be challenging. And just one final mention, if it gets cold outside, don't go outside wearing summer clothing. That is usually a bad idea. I think I've additionally helped and saved lives in 2020. And that's all due to David and his very appropriate phone call on making sure we address the serious issues of the day. I would love to know if anybody does not put their pants on that way. If they, if do, they jump into them? Yeah, sure. I, I mean, I would okay. love to hear if anybody else puts Neil. on their pants a different way. Ah, oh, Neil is trying to steer the show in a direction that we shouldn't go. 829-2345, how do you pant yourself? That is the question of the day. If you are unpanted, how do you fix that situation? And do you do it daily? If you have any additional tips that I neglected to provide, uh, because at least one famous pitcher uh, that used to be a New York Met, now a Philadelphia Philly, could have used a lot of these tips. Uh, and now I hope you did too. We're always on your side here at AM 1230 WJBC, helping you do things like get the pants on the body. Quick break, a lot more on AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, I have to tell a quick story. Um, my wife's going to be on the show at 5 o'clock, by the way. Uh, but this happened yesterday. Um, and actually, just a scheduling note, the Cardinals are playing a bunch of doubleheaders. When that happens, I'm not on the air because we play Cardinals baseball. So it uh, usually knocks out almost all of my show. Uh, so if you go to our, our app at that time, if you... You go to our live stream, you'll actually hear some of my show or maybe some of our other products uh, on there being played a day uh, after they exist. So I think yesterday you could have heard um, the show from the day before. Just a warning for anyone that's a streamer. Uh, and for those of us that are listening on the radio, yeah, it's, it's cards, uh, not me. It gives me additional days to, to, I guess, do a little bit more out there in the world. Uh, yesterday, my wife and I decided to go on a long walk. We went to the ReStore. We went to a few different places. On the way back, and I know Betty's already, if you're listening, not happy I'm telling this story, but it happened, Betty. Come on, and you will you can address it at 5. On the walk back home, uh, we had picked up some food. Uh, we were about to like sit in the park, I think, and eat the food on the way back home. She almost stepped on a, a snake. like She came so close to a snake and then saw it wither away from her. And like the amount of shock and just she, my wife could not get over the fact that she came this close to, to interacting with a snake. And then I found out for the first time in our marriage, we've been married a while, that she is by far most afraid of snakes as far as any creature out there in the world. What is the right reaction as the husband when, like, it's it's been an hour since the snake ordeal and she's still shook by it? Am I ever allowed to make fun of it? Is there a line where you can finally start to joke a tad about the fact that all survived? My biggest win I think joke-wise that even made Betty laugh is that I think the snake was having the same conversation, you know, that Betty was having. I think the snake's life flashed before its eyes, too, and it got scared of the human being that almost stepped on it. So I imagine they're both in their corners, equally happy to be alive. But this this uh, ruined a good half of Betty's day to almost interact with a snake. And by the way, and maybe this is the question to ask Neil Doyle, are there many snakes that are deadly in this area? None that I'm aware of. Okay. Uh, but still, I, if I was Betty, I would have been a little shook as well. I, I mean, yeah, the, the horror in her face, yeah. which I wish I could have captured on some form of video because I'm a horrible person, I guess, was, was 
understandable. It was the like hour and a half later when she's still catching her breath from the snake that has made me very aware now that snakes snakes are something she's very, very afraid of. But what is the statute of limitations as far as a relationship goes for when you can make a joke about something like that? I want to know. 829-2345. Caller, what's your name? Uh, Steve, you should have caught the snake. That was gone. That was just fast. It was terrified, man. It ran away from us just as fast as Betty ran away from it. Well, chase it. You, you eventually get it. Okay. And then do what to it? Well, get Betty used to having a snake around. I don't think that's going to happen, Steve. But am I allowed to, to joke about it, or do I have to never make oh. light of it? <laughs> no, that's fine. I mean, it's... Okay. Uh, what, what would I, I'm not saying what would you know life be if we can't joke about stuff? Exactly. There you go, Steve. I yeah. appreciate the call. Uh, and, and I under, I understand on her end too. But, okay. Uh, Fair I would, enough. I would I would have tried to call, catch it. I'll think about that next time. Thank you for the call. I got another call beeping in, and I got to go. Uh, caller, what's your name? This is Mary. Mary, what do you want to say? You never. If she is that afraid of a, of snakes. You never make fun of it. Okay. I can never joke about the ever. snake interaction that is that is insensitive as, as a loving husband to, to laugh just I, a tad. In this case, if she is that terrified of them, you do not mock that deep fear. I Mary, mean, if she's got a superficial yeah. concern, then no. But if it is that deep... And Fair enough. That, I think you're right. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. I and think that, what you need to do is tonight after your shift, you need to give her a big hug <laughs> and you need to hold her and you need to apologize profusely. Okay. For because any of the if snake. it's that, if it's, yeah, that's, I can, I can do that's that on a the harsh air. one to go with. I can do that on the air at five o'clock. Uh, she'll be on nope. at five. No, 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 okay. because no, no, right. because then it's for show. Right. And it's not out of sincerity. All yeah. right. Thank you for all this, Mary. You're helping keep my marriage alive. Thank you for calling in. Okay, you're welcome. Bye. One last caller. Caller, what's your name? Hi, this is Mindy. Mindy, go ahead. There is never an okay time to tease her about that. I okay. am deathly afraid of snakes as well. And I tried to get used to snakes by, like, friends that had pet snakes and stuff, and it, I just never could. I literally had a running lawnmower in my hands one time, a push mower. A garter snake went in front of the mower. I let go of the choke and ran in the house. Wow, okay. I had a weapon. In my hand, and I, I got scared and ran in the house. Right. You're right. You were you were armed to win in a fight, you versus snake, and still you couldn't. Okay, all right. I'm I'm learning no, here I'm on the air. Terrified. Right. All right. Well, thank you for the call, and thank you for uh, being open sure. about that. Bye. Bye. No problem. Okay. She had a she had a very sizable weapon in her hands. Uh, I only I didn't tease just to let everybody know. I did I did laugh, but I I didn't you know make Betty feel bad about being afraid of snakes. Although I did say. Odds of her survival were good going in and out of it, but uh, I just wanted to hopefully comfort a little. I don't know. I, I heard from ladies saying that it's not okay. Uh, the only guy I heard from Steve, uh, I think, also agreed, though. Eight two nine two three four five. I'd love anybody else to weigh in because maybe that's the way you conquer fear: is trying to, you know, uh, low, lower the stakes a little bit through through some humor or some kind. Neil, do you have any desire to weigh in on this I topic? Mean, that's what I would think, but from from some of the responses I just heard, I don't yeah. know. I, yeah. I don't know. They were the they answer. were clear, by the way. Yeah. Voting went just one direction so far, and it's probably because everybody likes Betty more than me too. I get that. Uh, we'll hear from her at 5 and how I handled the things uh, when she almost got attacked by what I'm pretty sure was a, a harmless snake. Still not trying to judge though. Quick break a lot more at AM 12:30. You're listening to The Greg Collins Show on WJBC. Hey there. It's Greg Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. I have a question, 
Uh, do you use your lunch break at work to eat food? Uh, apparently, a lot of people don't. A survey of 2,000 adults found that 79% of people eat as they work throughout the day, either, I guess, uh, by taking little breaks or just maybe uh, working through and uh, consuming whatever food you brought from home or maybe ordering something. I don't know. Uh, there's not a lot of info as to how the food gets into your mouth. It just happens during your work day. And then you use your lunch break to catch up on personal things. This can be anything, according to the survey, from watching YouTube videos, going out and walking the dog, I guess, if you're working from home, uh, playing different games and or playing with apps on your telephone or just search, uh, surfing social media. But a lot of people, one in five people, do not use their lunch break to eat food. And that's, um, I got to say something about the eating at the desk thing. Because like so many of us do it now, and I guess maybe in the year 2020 in the pandemic, it feels a little bit different than in other years. But like eight two nine two three four five. Does anyone else feel like it shouldn't be a, a food table, the the workplace, the place in which you you type on the computer, you do things, you share in uh, that space with others? And I know that even in our offices here, we have some tables uh, in kind of a middle area. And when all the staff still worked in the building, uh, I think it was just my wife and I who worked together uh, that would use those tables to eat food. I didn't see a lot of other people going down there and i think maybe a lot of people here in our own workplace i'm not trying to out anybody might just go out and get uh food during their break and and maybe consume it and then come back but it's a weird kind of uh thing that i think has developed more and more in the workplace and maybe will uh go away in the world of 2020 in the world of coronavirus once we all uh, start working in our offices again if you aren't already uh of the eating at the desk all the time but apparently we all do it so often and so many of us do it that one in five of us just take the lunch break for other reasons. Eight two nine two three four five. If you're um, on either of those, uh, I guess uh, sides of things, I'd love to hear from you. Especially the whole eating at the desk thing, because like I've done it. I'm not going to get up here on my pedestal and say I've never done it before. But there is something about it that's like inherently probably unhealthy, or maybe at least uh, not sanitary. I don't know. Neil, do you feel like you want to weigh in on this topic? No, I mean, I think. A majority of my lunch is eaten at my desk. Do you ever worry about crumbles or anything? Uh, no, I I lately have been doing a lot of like salads at lunch or stuff okay. like that. So I've got my little uh, Tupperware. So no, I don't really. I mean, I've done a sandwich at the desk. So yeah, I mean, you got to worry. I guess a little bit about that. You're, I, I try to tidy up. You're a tidy mm -hmm. uh, yeah, individual. I know. I think you had sanitizer at the old desk before mm -hmm. uh, COVID happened. So oh, I yeah. think that that's always been a thing. I don't know. I mean. If we're all eating during the workday, then do we need the lunch break? I mean, me personally, no. no. I, I mean, just get out a half an hour earlier. Uh, yeah, do, do mean, a little shorter if, day if you can. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Five thirty news for Neil Doyle. He's out. <laughs> He's like I'm done. I, I saved the lunch break for this. Now I don't know. Uh, this story though says how so many of us don't really utilize the lunch. I'm not trying to take away breaks. I think breaks are vitally important. I got a bunch of other stories here about how this year the stress of work. Uh, makes it more important than ever to, to take little timeouts, even if you're still uh, working. And I guess some people are even bringing alcohol into the workplace more than they used to. But I don't know. I mean, I like the idea of, of getting away from the old workstation to uh, to consume some food. Eight two nine two three four five. if you want to be the tiebreaker here, as Neil and I are on opposite sides. I've never judged you, though. I've never seen it and been like, well, that desk looks disgusting. Actually, Neil, you are a very tidy person. So maybe that's maybe that's the key. Maybe if you clean up all the time, then it makes a little bit more sense. Have you always done that your whole professional career? Just eat at the desk? Um, 
Kind of. No, it varies, but I mean, it, it's been it's been a busy year. A lot of a lot of stuff. That's going true. On, that's true. So I feel like that's yeah, true. if I can get get my food in and then and then get keep back, going, get back to see what's going on. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I that makes sense. I know that whenever I sat at those tables when we were in more of a regular version of work, uh, that a couple of the people who've worked here a long time would pass by and like, man, we all used to sit at these tables and nobody does anymore, except the old uh, the wife and I. So. Uh, maybe we'll get back to more of that. I don't know. Uh, 829-2345 if you want to weigh in. In other food news, 50 Cent was giving away cash at a Burger King in New York City. Uh, 50 Cent, I thought he went through like a, a a bankruptcy thing, didn't he? Wasn't 50 very poor at one point? He might have been. I think okay. it was two summers ago. He All of a sudden I was getting uh, Snapchats from people back in my hometown. He like showed up to some random liquor store and was like promoting really? some champagne or something okay. that he like released yeah yeah so 50 cent was back in uh back in the hometown but i'm not sure he might have gone when's, through some... when's the last time 50 uh was uh you know putting out music and doing things um he went through chapter 11 bankruptcy in 2015 by the way i, yeah. do, I do remember that. and now he's handing out wads of cash hmm. at a at a burger king uh so obviously the years have been nice to him after the after the bankruptcy he turned it around like our president did um uh when is the last time he was famous for music is there anything mm, out there by Fitty? Uh, not in a while that I'm aware of. Since the club or whatever yeah, it was called that song? Yeah, that okay. was his like biggest hit. Yeah. yeah, okay, I remember that. But yeah, he's gone viral <laughs> in New York because he had $30,000 that he was just handing away to. And that's awesome. This is a great look for any celebrity. It's a little bit stranger to me when the celebrity doing it is maybe not a guy that's been out there in the world. Although I guess he's making money somehow. Uh, and also, you know, might have struggled through a little bit of a bankruptcy there. But hey, I, I don't mean to judge. Let's move on to another story. I saw this. Uh, a, a inventor in Georgia is very proud of an invention they've they've created. And I guess there's already a company uh, called Smart Can that has put this out about a year ago, although they're both very different. The guy in Georgia, his name is Ahad. He's made a self-driving trash can that'll put itself out on the curb each week so you don't have to do it. It's, it's a, a can that's motorized. And so when it hits the right day, right time, I guess it's got a clock in it of some kind, an electronic thing built in, it just wheels itself out to the front and then wheels itself back a few hours or, I guess, 24 hours later. I want this. Is this the ultimate version of lazy? You can't take out the trash. you got to have technology do it. It's a little lazy. But it's cool. But it is kind of cool. Okay. Yeah. Smart Can created their own high-tech version of this a year ago. It's actually like a little uh, cart you put under the trash can that has AI in it that knows when it gets heavy enough to wheel itself out to the curb. That's fantastic. All this is fantastic. I'm a guy that walks through my house incapable of flicking a light switch and i need to yell at alexa to turn my lights on and off uh, and i would love this if you could just say hey put the trash out and the robot did it for you that i think this is cool and maybe that's why some people uh, like it but i'd love to know eight two nine two three four five is that the ultimate version of lazy or is it the light switch which is worse that i won't flip a switch in my house to turn lights on and off or that i desire for a trash can to go out on its own mm. <laughs> tough question plead well, the fifth I mean, I, I mean, nobody likes taking out the trash, no. but, Mm-mm. but I mean, I, flipping the switch is pretty easy. It is. It is real easy. And actually, the times when you don't get it to work correctly, or I've noticed this more, and I don't know if this means I'm just getting dumber as a human, which might be the thing. I'm saying the wrong room more often than ever. <laughs> I'll be standing in the living room. It'll be pitch black, and I'll be like, Alexa, turn on the kitchen lights, and it'll do it. And I'll just stand there sad at myself for a second. That I screwed that all up. Wrong room. I know. I keep doing it. I don't know what that's a sign of. Maybe my um, my mother, who's a psychiatrist, needs to jump in and tell me. But I, I can't identify rooms anymore in 2020. It all no. just bleeds together for me. 
could be because it's dark in there. I mean, maybe you, maybe, or, maybe you thought you made it to the kitchen and you weren't there. Or even my brain is now begging me to use a light switch. It's like, come on, Collins. <laughs> I got to take a break. A lot more on AM 1230 WJBC. We got a CNBC News report coming up that's brought to you by Busey Bank. If you want to weigh in, you can tell me on Facebook, too. What is lazier? And they're both things I, well, one I, I already do and one I want to do. Uh, is it lazier to let technology turn my lights on and off or take my trash out? And I prefer both. Quick break, a lot more on AM 1230. Pontiac, looking for a new or used vehicle at a low price, then Heller Motors in Pontiac is the place to go. Heller Motors loves to make their customers happy with its great selection, low prices, and outstanding service. Shop Heller Motors online at hellerstores.com. Your forecast from Hardyville, Illinois, ABC Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder. Our weather for the rest of the day will be just like the last couple of days, cloudy and cool and we'll stay mostly cloudy overnight tonight. Wake-up temperatures tomorrow morning will be falling back into the low 60s. Might see a couple showers moving in late tonight. Then expect a better rain chance tomorrow as the front moves through. Showers likely, even a couple embedded thunderstorms at times. High temperatures tomorrow generally be in the mid-70s and a couple degrees higher on Sunday as we finally get some sunshine back in the forecast. We'll be, again, in the upper 70s as we wrap up the weekend and stay there early next week as well. Upper 70s likely to continue into Monday and Tuesday with mostly sunny skies. Might be a touch warmer by the middle and the end of next week with high temperatures close to 80 degrees. From Heart of Illinois, ABC, I'm Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder. And that is your AM 1230 WJBC forecast. Thanks, Brian. Right now, 71 degrees. Get more news at the top of the hour or as it happens. I'm Neil Doyle on the Voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. Now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. It's Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. There's no denying that SpaceX, the company, has been succeeding. Uh, they even strapped, I think, a camera onto a rocket recently and shot that rocket up into space. And you can watch the experience of shooting a Falcon 9 rocket into the uh, into the orbit of our planet uh, via via the internets now because they have cameras, I guess, that can withstand that. Which, by the way, that's kind of cool in general. And that I think went on to the social media just recently. So uh, check that out. But Elon Musk, uh, in an interview. And I think this might have actually happened last week, but I missed it somehow. In an interview, discussed his plans to get people to Mars. Uh, and apparently he wants a million people on Mars by 2050. So that's a aggressive timeline, in my opinion. He also did mention that it's going to be rough because likely the problem's not going to be getting there. It's going to be living once you land. Uh, he said that a lot of people are likely to, to not make it, but he still wants to send people there. Uh, which should worry us. He plans to build a thousand starship rocket fleet. That is a direct quote, although I might have changed a little of it. Uh, but he's going to have a thousand different starships. He wants to send three different flights out every single day going to Mars once he gets it right. They're going to carry 100 passengers each. It would take roughly nine years to get one million people onto the red planet. And then good luck is sort of the, the way in which I take this. Uh, he mentioned the need for... Things like, you know, buildings that we could live in and other uh, life-sustaining elements to be added to that planet in order for us to go. Uh, but as there has been some success early on with SpaceX just doing things like getting uh, back up into space, I guess now the timeline has changed quite a bit and the plan is uh, to get us all the way to Mars. There is a few different takes uh, <laughs> from a lot of business places as to whether or not it would be profitable to charge people to uh, take the journey. 
I can't imagine that it would be something a lot of people would sign up for, especially if, say, there's one trip and the news comes back that it didn't really go well. Uh, I, I think that that's probably a one-off. Uh, but I would love to know, 829-2345. And I know they studied... Uh, all different kinds of things about like putting people to sleep. And this was NASA more than SpaceX to see if you could get there. And so there were all studies to see like how long you could handle not really being able to do anything because it is a long trip and a difficult journey. Uh, and even in a year as, as tough and as challenging as 2020 has been. And I love the fact that uh, unofficial producer of the show, Dan Lloyd, said this topic needed a hot take from Craig Collins. I'm not going. I don't I don't understand. Like, I don't. Ah, I, at some point it's going to be possible, right? At some point we're going to be capable of, of going and inhabiting other places. There's going to be a, a Star Trek, Star Wars version of existence that eventually comes around the corner. But, and I guess of all the people to trust to make it happen in our current lives, maybe Elon Musk is, is the closest guy to, to being a thing, but I'm in no rush to go. That surprises me. Really? I thought you, out of everything, I thought for sure you'd maybe want to be kind of the Uh, guinea pig to say, all right, let's, I'll, I'll try it out for you. Let's do it. I love the idea of putting a computer in my brain, Neil Doyle, because <laughs> it makes me one step closer to being a superhero, I think. I would be like a genius. There's so many values to, to rolling the dice and deciding whether or not anybody can chip me. But just getting on a rocket and hoping for the best when going to another planet, that feels, that feels risky even to me. It's a little dicey. I, honestly, I mean, I, I don't know how much it would even cost. Like, what are all the variables for a guy that's planning on three trips a day and a thousand starship fleet that he's sending people there, getting one million people there in nine years? Oh, man, I don't, I don't understand the, you know, I eventually we're probably going to need to go, right? Like, they say bad things about the climate and everything here on our, in our planet. Eventually, we're going to have to figure this out. At some point. Okay. And it, there is going to come a time in the future where this stuff, or maybe it's not, I, I believe it will, where this stuff is easy. You know, like there will be a, an invention sometime down the road, but we don't have it yet. It's weird for a guy to go on social media or do interviews. Like Elon's a supervillain, right? Do you believe it more or less after I tell you a story like this? Uh, more. Okay, good. He's yeah. a, a supervillain. He wants to move people to Mars. He mentions that you might not make it, uh, even if you make it all the way there. You might not make it once you land on the planet. Um, and yet this is this is a real powerful human who created a company that's doing successful things as far as launching things into space. I, is he okay? Do we have to check on him the same way we need to check on Kanye West? Or is this just, is this just a guy that's very, very confident um, and not going to succeed? Uh, maybe a little of both. I think okay. he got, I think confidence is through the roof, but then uh-huh. also it's like, huh, is this? Are we really sure about this? Some of the quotes yeah. uh, that he gave during, I guess, a Twitch stream. By the way, I don't know. Elon likes to smoke pot while he talks about these things. If you've seen any of his other interviews, so I don't know where his mind was as far as you know if it was inebriated by something or not. Uh, he said, "We've got to build a city and get to the point where it's self-sustaining." He's talking about Mars. I want to emphasize this is really hard and dangerous and a difficult thing, not for the faint of heart. Good chance you'll die. These are quotes from the guy that wants to sell you this trip. And it's going to be tough, tough going, but it'll be pretty glorious if it works out. If this were the pitch of any other product by any other salesman in the history of our our society, I don't think anyone signs up. Like, yeah, you know, it's going to be awesome if it works out, but odds are it doesn't. How much do you want to pay to do this? Let's say he was, you know, maybe a... dabbling in a little marijuana during this interview it's like do you think he go or even any other interview where maybe he's smoked a little pot do you think he goes back and like 
listens or you know reads what <laughs> what he or do you just think he goes all right oh, this is man. what I'm going to say and just goes about his day doesn't really take two two looks back just that's kinda, a that's a great know. I don't know I also wonder if like the people trying to book him for interviews check in on where he's at <laughs> like if he's been smoking that day they're like okay we're booking you for this and then just honestly like like think of this in the world of say a a this is a bad one but this is an example a lot of people use like a carnival like a touring a local carnival and a lovable character some refer to as a carny if that person were to tell you that they built a a ride and they're going to put you on it and it's going to be glorious if you ride it but if not you might not make it we don't say yes to that elon musk is a famous rich version of the guy at the carnival that you don't trust to have built the ride successfully that's who he is or a supervillain uh dan lloyd says he's a used car salesman that's a good comparison all of these are i think yeah. honestly like have you ever uh, been on a rickety ride at one of the local uh not necessarily here but in general uh yes okay yeah <laughs> see and I'd almost expect that, like, that's what the rocket's made out of, the same parts they use to make those things to send me up to Mars by a guy speaking like this. But then he has been successful. It is weird that, like, SpaceX is doing as well as it's doing if this guy's in charge. Do you think he's not actually calling the shots? Like, maybe Elon walks into the meeting, says a bunch of stuff he wants everyone to do, and then leaves the meeting, and everyone pretends that didn't happen because none of it made any sense. That could be part of it. Okay. I'm sure he's got some good people uh, work, working for right. him, to say the least. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, there's probably a few things I'm sure he's thrown at the wall that maybe Like this? Uh, yeah, probably. Okay. This could add to the list. All yeah. the scientists working for SpaceX are like, really, man? 2050, <laughs> we're sending a million people? Oh, man. Thank you, Dan Lloyd, for sending this story, though. I didn't see it. Did, did this break last week? Did we cover this at all last week? I don't think we did. Okay. I, don't, I don't know. I'm trying that, to think. That's how long it takes for Elon Musk's crazy ideas <laughs> to get out to the rest of the world. But they did. They strapped a camera to a rocket recently, and you can watch that on social media. And it is awesome to see a rocket fly very, very fast into the sky. And, and a camera that the technology in the camera is pretty good. So maybe he can get us there. One last quick story, and then i got to take a break. Uh, there is a website. It is bonusfinder.com that is offering a very interesting job. To one lucky person, you got to apply and somebody's going to be chosen. You can become a professional cheeseburger taster. Uh, this is a real gig in the United States. It's being offered by a company out of Amsterdam. Not sure if they've been smoking too. You're kind of famous for doing that there. Uh, they want one person to grade on a bunch of different uh, uh, categories the value in all the different cheeseburgers out there in the world and come to a consensus that one is the best. I guess doing part of this gig will be the application process. The winner who does, uh, I guess, the audition part the best possible will get the $500 that is being offered as a prize, plus funds to travel the world and taste cheeseburgers all over the planet to continue to review them. You can uh, add your review of a cheeseburger to this website through October 9th. And as I said, one lucky winner will be selected. The criteria, you ask, for a great cheeseburger, patty texture, patty seasoning, bun softness, bun taste, complexity of flavor, relish and or sauce added, cheese flavor and creaminess of the cheese on a cheeseburger, and then value for the money and potentially quality of ingredients. I might do this. I might fill out one of these just for the sake of it. Why not? We have a new pretty good uh, burger place here in the area. Five Guys has opened up. They're serving people delicious sandwiches, delicious cheeseburgers. Why don't I go through it and then see if I get selected? 500 bucks does seem unfit. Like it should be more than that. I mean, I know you get money to travel the world and taste more cheeseburgers, and you get to call yourself professional cheeseburger tester on a resume for the rest of your life. Those things, great. 
this is going to be a hotly uh, contested thing, I would assume, and I would like to win a little bit more than $500 if my review is chosen and I get this gig. Yeah, I would think there's going to be a, quite a few people vying for this. I would imagine that a lot of people, and honestly, it's going to be using an excuse like when I drive home later today. Well, i got to hit the cheeseburger <laughs> shop. i got an application i got to put in. It's a job I'm trying to get, honey. A uh, quick break, a lot more, <laughs> just a bit. AM 1230 WJBC. AM 1230 WJBC. This uh, headline is innately uh, special to this year, too. A New York teen was arrested yesterday for trying to go to school. Uh, a teen was arrested for insisting that they went to school. I don't know what's up with this teen, but uh, a lot of us at that age didn't really want to be at the old uh, high school, but he does. Uh, Maverick Stowe is the guy's name. He's 17. He first ran afoul with the rules at William Floyd High School on Tuesday. He arrived for classes a day when he was supposed to be staying home. Because of social distancing rules, the Long Island School is only operating at about half the total student body that it has, so you kind of share days. He was suspended for five days for breaking that rule, and the district issued a statement emphasizing that students who refuse to adhere to their scheduling uh, their scheduling rules, either for in-person days or the days in which they're going to stay at home, uh, will be punished in whatever way possible. The senior decided to throw caution to the wind. He showed up to school again on Wednesday. The district again issued a statement, again told him he was in trouble, uh, even though he was supposed to at that point be suspended. His rights as a student do not surpass the rights of the 8,799 students we have the privilege of educating, was the statement Wednesday. Kid rolls into school for a third day in a row on Thursday, trust, uh, tried or I guess accused of criminal trespass a third-degree crime and a misdemeanor and arrested at the school for not wanting to not go to school. I never, ever in my life uh, thought that I would tell a story like this on the radio and discuss a story like this. Fox News, one of the places that caught up with the teen, uh, I was arrested for going to school. That's all I ever actually did. I just went to school is the quote he gave to the news organization. Um yeah, I think arrest was the wrong call. Eight two nine two three four five. If you want to disagree with me, that's fine. The kid obviously not listening to the rules, and for whatever reason, this education, uh, this this school wanted to require some kids to remote learn some days, some kids to go in person some days. I'm not saying just accept uh, letting him go every single day and letting him be somehow treated differently than all the other students. I get that that causes a problem, but going the road of arresting the kid is probably a tad, if not a whole bunch, too far in this whole world. I don't know if there was a another solution that everyone could have come up with. Maybe uh, allow the kid into the building and force him into, uh, force sounds like a strong word, uh, but require him to be in a specific classroom that's empty uh, on days that he's not supposed to be there, uh, in school suspension, in school something. Arresting a, a kid 17 years old that wants to go to school every single day is a news story I never thought I'd talk about. And that just, it feels strange. If, and I'm not going to tell you what's right or wrong as far as if we should all be in school or if we shouldn't. Obviously, there's a lot of debate about that. But William Floyd High School should not have let it get to the extent that one of their kids gets arrested and now has a misdemeanor charge on his on his record. Caller, what's your name? Uh, Steve, I, I think that's terrible what they did to that young man. Yeah, I agree. I think that even though he was breaking their rules... This is not the way you fix that problem, uh, to say the very least. You got to think it's not a law, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I wonder if he'll he'll wind up in uh, trouble for real. I don't know how it'll all go. But thank you for the call again, Steve. As always. No, I just I just want to say I'd have a lawyer going right after those. Oh, absolutely. Uh, 
I, I definitely cool. think this is going to be uh, everybody's going to lawyer up in this situation. But thanks for the call, man. Okay, bye. Bye. Uh, got a quick break here. We've got Kim Commando coming up after all that. My wife jumps onto the show, and I will talk to her about the the day we had yesterday. Uh, she said it was okay, so that'll come up. If you've been listening earlier, you know what I'm talking about. Otherwise, we'll let you know after this. The chief meteorologist, Brian Walder, for tonight, mostly cloudy. A few showers possible late, low of 62. Tomorrow, rain likely throughout the day. A few storms at times as well, a high of 74. Rain will move out for Sunday. Sunday, we'll see mostly sunny skies, mild conditions, and a high of 77. Right now, 72 degrees. More news at the bottom of the hour or as it happens. I'm Neil Doyle on the voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. Hey, uh, everybody likes Betty. That's right, they do. This is Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. My wife hasn't been on the show all week. Is jumping in today, and I asked her to come in early to be on for a whole hour. Betty, how are you doing? Good, Craig. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Always welcome. Uh, I talked about it earlier. We had a bit of a, you had a bit of a scare yesterday. We were walking with tacos in hand yes. to go eat at the park after like a day of walking around. Yeah. And uh, you almost, what happened? I kind of, I was all very close to pass out. I just fell on my chest. Uh, jump. I jumped uh, pretty crazy in my heart, like, like, uh, jumping crazy too um yeah we were walking we were crossing like a parking lot and i never told like that would happen because uh there were like a bunch of of cars parking mm-hmm. around so it's kind of like a uh, people are, are around there so right. um i never told like i wouldn't a I'm snake gonna... would pop up yes, and yes. run by you oh my god oh and my god the, and to be honest and this is the thing i said to you at the time that made you laugh and hopefully made you feel a little bit better the snake was probably as afraid of you as yes. you are him yeah. He almost stepped on him. Yeah, I, I I didn't even realize what happened. I've just uh, realized when uh, I suddenly saw saw the snake going uh-huh. like super fast, trying to run away from me. I guess uh, it was kind of like two foot, like a two snake, or three feet two or long. Three feet, yep. feet, yes, and it scared and you for like an hour. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of shaky, and I told you after that that. One of my biggest fears in in life, like I mean, it's, it's just like to be afraid of snakes. Like mm-hmm. I I can't I can't handle any animal like uh, tarantulas, rats. Uh, Let's take this even a step further. Uh, you surprised my family one time. They had like a little lollipop that had like a cricket in it, and you just ate the lollipop and the cricket. Like you're tough. You're tough when well, it comes to animals. I, in Mexico, I used to eat whatever people sell in the market. Yeah, you know and. Uh, and I was very open uh, to try to taste different, all kinds of stuff, different meat, different. So you're not food. scared of animals normally. You, I you usually eat all kinds. I usually uh, eat snakes when I was little. Really? Yeah, my uncle. I have an uncle whose uh, nickname is my uncle Conejo, which means rabbit. Yeah. Uh, so my uncle Conejo, he usually chase the snakes and kill them and dry them on the sun and, uh, and prepare the, the skin with salt and other uh, spices. So he it's, usually like... It's uh, delicious? Yeah, I remember like, okay. as a kid, you don't complain. He was like, Yo, just you oh, see Oh, I here. complain as a kid. Depends on what kid you are. Yes, I, that's Some of true. us don't, yeah. Yeah, that's but, true. But you still, and this is the first time I ever learned it because I think it's the first accidental snake we've had in the entire Yes, <laughs> yes. Never happened to me Which before. is not, don't anyone take that the wrong way. So so you saw one, you freaked out. Your face was like horrified yes, yes, when I, I saw you. Yes, I was very scared. Yep. And then like we sat down and I, I was giggling about it for a while. 
and I was telling you that the snake was probably as afraid of you as you were of him, then I asked on the radio if it's okay to tease about that kind of thing, and resounding no. Everybody that called in said, yeah, I should never, ever make fun of any of that. And I was thinking about why I would giggle at all. And I do recall, and this is now me outing myself of something I'm afraid of. I do recall visiting Mexico, being sitting outside with your family. You guys love to sit outside right on your uh, uh, driveway and just kind of like hang out and chat. And a, a bee flew by uh-huh. and i reacted yeah you started to strongly I, yeah. I okay yeah i might have ran away <laughs> yeah. from the sea you're laughing now i got up and i started to freak out and everybody else all of the tough non-gringos in the room yeah or outside didn't care at all about the bee and i i even like kind of ran inside and everybody just was cracking up laughing at me for a while and i think that that I got stung on the tongue as a little kid by a bee one time, so I yeah. think I'm I'm overly afraid of them. That makes sense. But I, you know, it's a it's a tough uh, love environment. I think when everybody's laughing at me, like ah, the bee's fine. <laughs> yeah. This guy. Well, to be honest, sometimes it's kind of hard to to stop laughing because your first reaction uh, to uh, situations like that could be laugh or or cry or yeah. like. Uh, just shock because actually i didn't care that you were laughing about me for like a for a, for an, i don't know like five I after was, minutes my not that it's about me this is about you but my reaction at first when you were as scared as you were was like something horrible just happened like yeah. betty just got attacked by something and then i was I saw, in shock i didn't care yeah. about what you were saying or doing you i liked, was just you like, liked my comment about the snake though i helped you yeah, feel a little better i started to laugh because he was it was a baby spider i guess he wasn't that huge snake. but i mean a snake yeah. i say a snake you said spider that time. I mean spider. That's I always okay. get confused with spiders and, and snakes. snakes. And you're not scared of spiders at all, and a lot of people are. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just, I had learned that for the first time ever. And I, now after the listeners and you. It was so pretty, me, though. It was crazy pretty. Like very it has bright like colors. A very bright colors, like mm-hmm. yellow colors and super black. And and I was like, well, I wish it should have slowed down that I could take a picture or something, like kind of far away, because I'm not. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do it, though. Right. Yeah, well, uh, Steve, one of our listeners, said I should have caught it and tried to help you get over the fear of snakes by having a pet snake in the house. Your reaction to that is? No. No. No, <laughs> no. I remember uh, back no. in the day when I started working at Hot Foods, uh, one of my um, uh, friends had one. Friends yeah. had one. And I remember. And he was about to move to Seattle, and he was offering his pets, and he has two, two snakes as a pet. And he asked me, he was like, hey, baby, you want my best friend? I don't even remember the name of, of the snake. Uh-huh. And I was like, no, not even nope. free, not even, no, no. <laughs> if you cook it for me, probably, yeah. And he got <laughs> so upset. It was like, no, that's my pet. I was like, well, I used to eat, we used to, my, my right. siblings and I, we used to eat snake, fried snake mm-hmm. uh, when we were kids. Like, it's not a big deal for us, but... It was it was just a joke. I well, uh, as uh, some of our other listeners said, I have to make it up to you, and I'm not going to do that on the air because that's a performance. So off the air, I, I will apologize for finding it humorous yesterday. But you did laugh at me about the bee, right? You laugh at me when I get attacked a little bit by bees and start to get scared. Yeah, well, I uh, mean, so you, yeah. to, to grow as a farmer. Um, a bee's not scary. A bee, yeah. Well, and also I told you, like, my grandfather used to tell us as a kid, always grab a stick when you are walking around the area and try, oh, yeah, to, clear. And try to move, like, the stick with the uh, tosser in between the um, trees or whatever, like, animals can hear that you are around and they mm-hmm. can be away from you 
you and also you don't get scared from that snakes. Is, that is something else you explained to me yesterday after that whole ordeal. Uh, every time we go on a walk, you find a walking stick yes. and you use it the whole time. And I never knew why. I didn't even ask. I was just like, oh, that's cool. Betty's a walking stick person. But it's yeah. it's to prevent snakes from surprising you. Yes. And you had no yeah, walking stick yesterday. No. And there was a snake. No. And uh, now I will know. I will protect you. I will yeah. dive on the snake and I will, you know, sacrifice myself if I stick. have to. Yeah. And I'll find, <laughs> definitely find you a stick. And the next time there's a bee, Betty, you got to kill it for me. I don't want to kill bees. Okay, at least get it away from me. Bees are so... Uh, They're important? Important. Okay. Yes. All right, that's fine. Then just keep laughing at me. I can handle it. Uh, quick, snakes, I don't think so. Quick break, a lot more on AM 1230 WJBC. If you want to share, we're doing this. We're getting. Uh, we're opening up in the trust tree, 829-2345. What are you afraid of? Uh, you are not alone. Other listeners said they were afraid of snakes, too, just like you are. I agree. And Indiana yeah. Jones, famous, very important uh, movie star, yeah. uh, well, movie character, uh, deathly afraid of snakes. So that's that's Me a lot too. of cool people in the club. I took a crew die yesterday. <laughs> you could not. You were fine. You, knew you, you weren't going to die. Quick break. A lot more on AM 1230. Time for more Craig Collins style news on WJBC. It's Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. By the way, whenever Betty joins the show, she picks all the bump music. Uh, this is a bump song that you just found, Betty. You just became a fan of this music during that commercial break, right? Yes. And now you're researching the band and you like them a lot? Yeah, they're pretty cool. They okay. are from Los Angeles. They released that song in 1995. There you go. There yeah. you go. Betty's Playlist, I think, is something we're doing Oso on the Motley show. Is in the band. Oso Motley. Oso is that Motley. how you say it? Oso Motley. Okay. All right. There you go. Perfect. Uh, yeah. But all the music, when you're on the show, you pick it. And so maybe <laughs> we'll have some sort of playlist created for people. Uh, all songs, and that's the first time you found one during the break that you had never heard before. Yes, yeah, it's pretty cool. It was Santana earlier on in the mm -hmm. show. Santana, and that's, that's a very famous song. Yeah, very, okay. very famous. Yeah, I've heard it before. I definitely like it. Uh, you love Peeps. Oh, dude, I love Peeps. The little chicken-looking yeah, marshmallow yeah, yeah. product. Yeah, how to explain it to me? I love <laughs> Peeps. What are you talking about, Craig? I'm sorry. Uh, Peeps are a very uh, popular product, uh, even though a lot of people are split on them. There's a lot of people that don't like them. Did you know that? Uh, yes. A lot of and people also, think they're gross. I found out that uh, there are, uh, they can some uh, free sugar peeps, and I tried them. The sugar-free kind? Yes. Are they as good? Yeah. Not okay. as good as sugar, uh, regular sugar. But still? Yes. Pretty I, good. I like peeps, too. And I actually like a peep if it stays out a few days, and it gets, like, kind of stale. S stale. Stale peeps still pretty good to me. Yeah, they're pretty good. Bad news. Uh, for Halloween and Christmas, they usually create them in their factories, and they're canceling that due to coronavirus. So coronavirus mm -hmm. has taken down the brand Peeps. The just-born company that produces Peeps confirmed the holiday marshmallow treat will not be made at all this year, along with holiday varieties of some Mike and Ikes, some hot tamales, too, which are a little candy yeah, product. Yeah, yeah, hot tamales. Uh, they're not making them. So coronavirus has taken another uh, thing away from us in 2020, wow. the marshmallow Peeps. How sad is that? Yeah, that's sad. We should make our own. We should make custom peeps and then, you know, we give should. them out. Okay. Probably say there is there should be some like DIY uh, DIY recipe yes. for it. Yeah. Made peeps. So you trust me to help you make uh, homemade peeps? Yeah, correct. Okay. You you make scramble eggs. Uh, I so did one time. One time. Yeah. So you can't right. figure it out. Well, make peeps. I guess this is the official announcement since peeps are not doing it. Betty and I are getting in the game. I'm not Isn't sure. Isn't that, that sad? It is. It's kind of sad. 
I, I'm sad about it. I'm not sure that we have like any of the licensing required to give peeps out to people, but uh, we might. Well, first of all, you have to rename it. You, you are. Oh, I can't just steal the product. No, Craig. All right, no, you can be in trouble. I can call them what then? They got well. We should add Craig Collins branding to it for the Craig Collins show somehow. <laughs> something, something yeah. different. They're creeps, but that doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> that does not sound good. No. Uh, but we'll figure it out. Uh, we're going to be making them this year. Neil, are you excited for some creeps? Uh, you know, uh, the pe- I just don't know about the peeps. I'm not a big marshmallow fan. Yeah. See, Betty is. Betty yeah, loves the marshmallow. I, know, I love marshmallow. You found a new marshmallow, like a gluten-free one at gluten Fresh free, Time? vegan, Fresh Time. You're obsessed uh, with it. Oh, my God. Those are delicious. They're expensive, but they're worth it. Once in a while, it's not a big deal. Once in a while means as soon as we run out, we got to go get more. <laughs> Betty, Betty loves them. This, I've never seen you enjoy a marshmallow yeah, more than this yeah, one. Th- those are pretty cool. And now that there's no peeps, uh, we gotta we got to figure this out. How hard is it to make it? Or what are we thinking? Scale of 1 to 10, how hard to create a peep? No idea. Okay. Neil, what do you want to guess? I would say I would say probably at least a 7 or 8. I We're going to do I a video. No, I have no idea how to make a marshmallow. Me neither. Yeah, no, I have I, no idea. Nothing. I mean, I was reading the ingredients and in those ones that we got from Fresh Time. and there Sounds is just, complicated? No, actually no, because there were just like a few ingredients on the on the bag. Okay. So I guess my only concern is like, how are we going to get those ingredients through Amazon? Yeah, we're going to figure it all out. You and I are going to do it. We'll make a video of us making a homemade. We're going to work on the name because Creep, although it's the first couple letters of my name, sounds good, but I don't think anyone's going to buy a Creep as a product. So no. we've we got to work on that. Maybe no, a, Maybe a beep? Beep? For Betty? Beep. Yeah. A Betty yeah, Peep not? is a yes. beep? Slay makes, makes us famous. That why makes not? you way more famous, but that's important because <laughs> you're well-liked in the show, as we know. Quick break, a lot more on AM 1230. Wish Betty and I luck. We're going to be making peeps this year homemade and trying to sell them to nobody because I don't think we have any uh, right to do that. Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder. Our weather for the rest of the day will be just like the last couple of days, cloudy and cool. And we'll stay mostly cloudy overnight tonight. Wake up temperatures tomorrow morning. We'll be falling back into the low 60s. Might see a couple showers moving in late tonight. Then expect a better rain chance tomorrow as the front moves through. Showers likely, even a couple embedded thunderstorms at times. High temperatures tomorrow generally be in the mid-70s and a couple degrees higher on Sunday as we finally get some sunshine back in the forecast. We'll be again in the upper 70s as we wrap up the weekend and stay there early next week as well. Upper 70s likely to continue into Monday and Tuesday with mostly sunny skies. Might be a touch warmer by the middle and the end of next week with high temperatures close to 80 degrees. From Heart of Illinois, ABC, I'm Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder. And that is your AM 1230 WJBC forecast. Thanks, Brian. Right now, 72 degrees. More news at the top of the hour or as it happens. I'm Neil Doyle on the Voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. Your water cooler discussions just got better. More Craig Collins Show on WJBC. It's Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. Whenever Betty joins the show, she picks the music. This is Betty's playlist. That is Enrique Iglesias, correct? Enrique Iglesias. Okay, and that song is Bailando, which just means dance. Dance. And you love that song. I love that song. It's also on a video game, a dancing video game we have at home. Yeah. So you dance to it now every time with the moves from the (laughs) game. Yeah, actually, I got to the level top five in that song. uh, Top five levels? Top five, yes. So Betty's one of the experts of that song on a a Dance Dance Revolution (laughs) game from years ago. But that is impressive. That is, it's actually, that dance game is pretty hard. Right? Yeah, uh, you you start with the basic and then level two or three mm-hmm. or like a, mm-hmm. um, 
they, it has kind of like names for each level, and I get the highest. Total so expert. Kind of, because uh, <laughs> there, there is like uh, one who is like that level. I just cannot. cannot How am get I? It. You are kind of like in the second level. Am I? Yes. Okay. Yes. I don't you, think you, I do any of the moves right. No, no that's fine. Uh, that is by Londo, though. That is one of the other songs on Betty's playlist. Uh, you have taken over our kitchen. You yes. have the work area and the kitchen now because you work from home still. You yeah. don't. You come in for the interviews every once in a while, but other than that, uh, you work for the station from home. Mm-hmm. And so when we eat meals, we now eat them in the living room yeah. in front of the TV. And every time I try to put a meal in the kitchen, what do you always tell me? Uh, in the living room. Just, just <laughs> yeah, go get in the to room. the living room. My computer's there. Get out. Yeah, well, I usually try to take the computer and all the stuff uh, from work out of the area. But when I'm too lazy and everybody's ready to eat, just like, just take the meal to right. the living room. I don't want to clear. Well, clear. here's the reason um, why maybe I've been hungrier now. Maybe yes. if you've noticed, I've been eating a little bit more food. It's not just the quarantine 15 that might have been put on. Apparently, if you watch TV while eating, it prevents you from realizing when you're full. A new study has demonstrated that whether it's snacks or any kind of eating you do in front of the TV, the fact that you're distracted more while doing it, this all comes from the University of Sussex, which examined 120 people to see how many calories they would drink or how many calories they would eat uh, doing different things. And the TV by far shot it up in the certain direction the most. So if you wonder why I go for a second helping more often now, <laughs> it's because you're making me eat in front of the television. Okay, for now on, I'm just going to like make everything clear. Clear? Out of the kitchen table <laughs> for you. To no, it's okay. No, it's actually good. I like um, eating in front of the I TV. Just, I cannot even feel guilty sometimes to tell you to go to the living room because it's something like it wasn't acceptable uh, at home. My mom never... No. Though that to always mm. ever, it's like in the kitchen and eat you the meal. eat the meal and uh, try to only speak a lot and chew <laughs> your your food well. Don't don't get shocked, you know. Yes. And uh, drink a lot of water. Right. So um yeah so uh, yeah sometimes when I tell you so just to go and eat in the living room I f- I feel bad because I'm trying to do like uh, ten things at the same time yes. and I just don't want to like clear out the kitchen table well and i gotta cook more food i gotta make more of the meals so you don't feel like you're doing all that work in the house and you made like four meals for us yesterday that's now gonna last the rest of the week i've never done that in my whole life i've never neil do you make meals for the whole week have i asked you that before no i've i've tried it before i think it only was successful one time the (laughs) amount of dedication to it like betty will cook like six meals and by the way you're making a bunch of them at the same time yeah yeah, I don't, I don't understand any of that. That's that's a whole different level. That's the bailando level of dancing <laughs> in the world of cooking that I can't reach there, Betty, because I, I can't make one meal uh, terribly successfully, let alone like three or four. Yeah. When you make them uh, for the weekend, and Neil, I know you said you only did it a couple times, do you try to cook them all at the same time? Yeah, I mean, I would tr- like do See? the sun, like if you go to the store Saturday or even just, it's easier, I found it, if if you go to the store and then when you just get back instead of, putting it all away because it's like well i'll, I'll cook it tomorrow yeah. it's like mm-hmm. you just get back and then you whatever forget. recipes you want and cook it but it's it's not it's not easy it's, no it's you have to have some dedication i yes. don't understand how yes. you keep it all in a track like i would just mix it all into one dish all of a sudden all the different things i'm <laughs> yeah. making would all be in the same dish and you'd be like craig what is this i don't know that's yeah, he's uh, crazy because i actually make like two or three uh, three different meals and he makes everything in the same uh, dish and I was mm-hmm. like oh that's not correct that's go for it <laughs> <laughs> whatever you're gonna do eat it plus yeah. you get mad that when you're cooking meals for the week I try to eat them while you're making them yes which is also you this is wait. eight two nine two three four five if you know anybody else that's dealt with it like it's the most confusing thing to me Betty you're a cook you used to cook at Whole Foods and stuff so I guess you're used to it when you make food smell comes from the food yep. 
And I respond to that by yeah. wanting to put that into my mouth and my face yeah. as quickly as possible. Yes. And I get in trouble a lot for that. Yeah, it's so funny. Sometimes when I wake up pretty early and I start to cook, uh, you wake up uh, like after quicker? like quicker when you start to smell the food. It's like, Betty, what are you making? <laughs> Uh, and you are going around right. the oven and everything. But then I'm not allowed to have it. No, because it's not done. Like, uh, okay. yeah, it's it's uh, sometimes, and and you realize sometimes I get irritated because mm -hmm. I feel more pressure to finish the stuff that I'm cooking and it's still in the middle of the process and you are ready for it because you are awake. What happened yesterday? Yesterday the Cardinals were playing. I didn't have to go to the office. You told me to leave the house and go to the office at yes. one point because you wanted time <laughs> to cook and, and clean and yes. do all this stuff yeah. that I annoy you while you're doing. Yeah. You're like, you just got to get out of the house. Yeah. Uh, although you are rocking your Cardinals hat today, I oh, saw. Oh, yeah, yeah. Big Cardinals fan. Yes. All uh, of a sudden. I love the hat, yes. You love the hat? You and love the, the bird? To the bird. And the baseball Cardinals. team? I love everything about Cardinals. What the about bird, the hat? What about the Yankees? The Yankees. Love to, yeah. There real, some uh, that didn't sound real. <laughs> did you believe her, Neil? Did that did that sound believable? Uh, maybe. Do, you, do you love the Yankees, Betty? Uh, yes. <laughs> no, still not sound believable. <laughs> not thinking I'm, I'm hearing the right things there. That's fine. You, you're big Cardinals fan. Yeah, uh, yeah, they are our neighbors. They are. They're our they neighbors. Are close by. And while Neil was even doing the sports update, what did you say off the air? You were trash-talking Neil. <laughs> and I think no. all Neil said is that there's no, a game tonight, no. right? Did you say who you thought was going to win? That's not part of the news update, right? No, no. I, I just said who they're playing. They're playing yes. the Reds. Okay, yeah, what did you say, Betty? Like, well, he no, was saying Detroit. No, they are out. They are out. <laughs> they are out. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> out. Yes, everybody's yeah. out. Cincinnati Reds. Whoever it is, they are out. Yes. It doesn't matter. Yeah. All right, quick break. A lot more on AM twelve thirty. My wife trash talking <laughs> during the news break. Uh, quick break. A lot more after this. Show AM twelve thirty WJBC. That was very distracting, Betty. I talk and I move my hands, don't I? Yes. I'm a lot. very active speaker. You know yeah. that's an Italian thing? You know they say that that's an Italian thing, oh, that really? Italians move their hands when they speak? Yeah. And I am an Italian? I remember that from The Sopranos. I mean, it is a TV show, but... The Sopranos said that. Yes. No, I think there's all... I, <laughs> I think someone with a little bit more legitimacy has said it too, but yeah, it's, you know, I'm animated. And so then as I'm, I'm reading through... Uh, the great stats about FanDuel Paradise and throwing my hands in the air. You started to mimic me yes. and just sat there. Do I do it all the time? Do I talk? All the time. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's just like body language. You need to express yourself. Yeah. I feel like for you to like express yourself better, you need to like move your arms and your hands. I, I can't. Mean, yeah. If I if I strap my arms to my body, no, I wouldn't you, be you able cannot. to talk. It's like if I hold your body, you are like a mute. <laughs> <laughs> you were kind of excited about that, aren't yes. you? A bit? Okay. Uh, by the way, whenever I go home sometimes, you, you tell me if I yelled too much on the radio. Yeah. Okay. Do we need to have a counter? Do you need to call in sometimes if I'm getting too excited on the you air? Should, you should uh, kind of like how like a, like a something like he reads the level of your your screaming. And, yeah. And when you hear like the... The, the scream meter gets too full? Yes, okay. yes, yes. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Neil can fill that role. Maybe he can jump in whenever the <laughs> scream meter is full. like a, a button. There we go. Too. I was so. like, in, you know, Betty hears one where it's like, ooh, she thinks that gets a little loud. She just calls in and just goes one <laughs> and then hangs up. It's like, oh, there's Betty. <laughs> oh, track. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, see? That, see? That, oh, might have been it yeah. too. Okay. All right. I will learn. I will know. Uh, do you know that Disney World has a lightsaber store? You can build a, a Star Wars lightsaber, and I guess it closed down for a while. They're very hopey, happy to reopen it, though. Fans of Star Wars can build their own lightsaber once again uh, as the closure for COVID-19 is over. That sounds like the most nerd thing ever, right? You get mad at me because I like the pop figurines. Yes. You know what these are, Neil? I don't know if I do. Funko Pop. The name of the company is Funko, F-U-N-K-O, and it's a little, like, Toy, I guess. It's like a little toy for like 12 or like $15, Neil. Uh, no really? worth it. 
Oh, okay, hold on. <laughs> the Funko people, they make a lot of like little cool. It's got like an oversized head. It's kind of like a bobble head, but it doesn't like bobble as and much. He does as, like six at home. I got more than six, by the way. Yeah. I just uh, and they they make all kinds of stuff. They make athletes. They make uh, musicians. They make superheroes. some superheroes. And I go into these stores. Either it's a video game store or a toy store, yes. and I look for the Funko Pop. And you immediately make fun of me for liking it, but there's no fun of you. I'm just like those fifteen dollars could all like um, feed us for two days. Two days, <laughs> <laughs> depending on what we're cooking. Yes, if okay. I get just beans and like rice, yeah. But I got a little Shaquille O'Neal bobblehead. Yeah, which, but who is gonna like? How are you gonna get money? That from is feeding that? my soul, Betty. It might well, not be feeding my stomach, but it's feeding. She just you just made quite the face in the studio. <laughs> no, you don't know what these are at all. The Funko Pop. I, I just looked them up. You know what? Yes, I I have seen these. Okay, yeah. all right. But uh, you we, don't have uh, those at home, do you, Neil? I do not. Yeah, see. But you thought about good guy. It. You I, would love. I mean, I, I I get where you're coming. They're they're pretty cool. There's some cool. <laughs> I just I just typed it in. Yeah, they've got like a thousand different ones. They have so many products. They have, Super rich. Factory. They have heroes. They've got uh, movie things. And like I said, they have uh, sports and all kinds of other stuff, too. They have icons. Their icon section is pretty cool. They have Stan Lee, by mm-hmm. the way, who's the comic book guy uh, who passed I away. I would love to have a Stan Lee. They have a Ronald Reagan. Ronald I mean, there's, Reagan. there's a Ronald Reagan bobblehead. This is a collectible item to a lot of people. Call her. What's your name? Hi, this is Mindy again, and I missed the 5 o'clock when Betty came on. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to tell her that I am as afraid of snakes as she is, and it's totally okay. Oh, thank you so much, so, Mindy. <laughs> don't, don't make fun of her. I'm, nope. the, I'm the one with the running lawnmower. I mean, come yes. on. Yes, I know. You had a weapon in hand when you uh, confronted oh, really? a snake, yeah. and you ran away from it. Yes, James. yeah, I would have done right. the same thing, Mindy. So you didn't catch the I, 5 o'clock I, I, at all, Mindy? I didn't. I let go of the choke and I ran in the house, Betty. I'm sorry. I had a weapon in my hand and I couldn't do it. I yeah. I yeah, freaked no. out with yeah. the house. Yeah, I would. I would do the same thing. I just paralyzed. I just. I don't know. Like it's just like a suddenly reaction that you cannot control. And uh, yeah, I was petrified. I I didn't know what to do next. Now, can I ask you both? Then uh, I've already asked Betty this at five o'clock, but I'd like to know from Mindy too. I'm as afraid of bees as you guys are of snakes. Is that okay or is that less is that less acceptable? Well, I mean, first of all, you're a guy, which is cool. Okay. But second of all, I grew up in a place where there were wasps and stuff all around, so I'm not really freaked out by bees or wasps. But so I, I mean I get it. Okay. I get the fear. Okay. All right. She's being yeah. nice. There we go. Yeah, well, it's just like, I mean, for me, talking about uh, my experience, like, I knew people who went to the hospital and from a snake? almost didn't make it because, yeah. like, a, a, a snake bite. And a bee's never and done that bee, to anybody. Yeah. Got it. Unless they are, like, allergic, allergic or something. Now, your family, though, Betty, laughed right. at me about my bee fear. Yes, man. Okay, okay. Yeah, farmers. All right, <laughs> got it. Well, thank you for yeah, the call, Mindy, by the way. Because there's all kinds of bees down there, so just don't be afraid. And there's literally no like venomous snakes in illinois but i'm oh, just see. terrified of them yeah yeah me too the it way they sense. move i mean something that moves and yes. doesn't have arms or legs is just absolutely terrifying yes. <laughs> and i don't know if you see them but the way that they like us like um, sit up sometimes sit up sometimes it's terrifying. just terrifying okay. yeah. right. oh. well thank you for the call <laughs> Mindy. thank you Mindy. all right bye 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 now i want to i want to point something out though and i wonder if we all caught that and i'm not trying to make mindy feel bad she did say, don't be afraid of bees to me. Did we all hear that? Did she say, yeah. she said, it's okay, don't make fun of Betty for the snake thing. But when I said that I was afraid of bees, her reaction was, don't be afraid of them, just like everybody else's. Neil, am I allowed to be afraid of bees? 
I mean, no, I, that's I, another <laughs> no. <laughs> I love it. It's like, wait, did you did you laugh at Betty with the snake thing? That's terrible. <laughs> Betty, did you laugh at, at Craig with the bee thing? That's hilarious. That guy needs to get over that. Quick break, a lot more on AM twelve thirty. It is true though. It's a little tiny bee, and your dad. I think he actually was sad the moment that your husband. Your gringo husband was afraid of a bee. Well, he didn't know what happened to you. I know. Girl. He would be more understandable. I, I think there was a story. single tear that dropped down his <laughs> face, though, because he was like, my my daughter married that man? Oh, no. <laughs> no. Quick break. A lot more on AM 1230. They're cloudy and cool today. Tonight, mostly cloudy as well. A few showers are possible late. A low of 62 this evening. Tomorrow, rain likely with a few showers at times. A high of 74. Mostly sunny and mild in 77 on Sunday. Right now, 72 at AM 1230. WJBC. This is the Craig Collins Show. My wife, Betty, has joined me for the last hour of the show, hanging out in studio. Uh, she usually makes a playlist of some songs that we joined back from. Maybe we'll share that on social media, some of the songs you're listening to right now, Betty, because I don't think everybody is listening to the same things you're listening to, and maybe we should share more of those uh, with all of our listeners. They seem to like them. Yeah, we should. Okay, there you go. Would you like to build a playlist every Friday then for us? Yeah. All right, yeah. that's going to be a thing. We'll put that up on social media. Uh, by the way, I saw this story, and I just have a couple minutes left before... Uh, we have baseball coming up in just a little bit on AM 1230. Go Cardinal. <laughs> yeah, I know you're a huge fan all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, if you feel feel irritable at all, if you feel like, you know, your uh, temper is a little bit shorter or anything's going on, it might just be a lack of sleep. That's what a new study says. Uh, apparently, one of the biggest factors in our irritability, in our, in our I guess, uh, ability to contain anger, any of that stuff, is just sleep. Uh, this is different than what other people might have thought. Uh, this is the best possible way to get... Uh, to a more tranquil, more calm place, figure out a way to take a nap. I guess even if you're at work, maybe you can find a little cubby, a little area, hit a couple 20-minute uh, nap in there, and then you're going to be fine. You're going to be way, way happier. So now that we know this, if I ever get grumpy at all, Betty, you just got to tell me to go take a nap like yes. a baby. That that won't be difficult for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, like to, I like to sleep every so often. Yes. Yeah, naps are great. Yeah. I don't know why we don't do them. You, you like to nap a lot. Why don't I?